Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our little corner of the internet, and welcome back to the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Woo! 74 episodes deep. Oh, man. Yet another step taken on that road to 100 episodes of the Taking Liberties Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and germs. Happy to have you here, either for the first time or back again. Of course, we are your boys, Andrew, Marquise, and Max. Well, goddamn, pal. We've got quite the show for you this week. As you can see in the title, we'll be reviewing TNA, of course, and uh, an episode of Raw that is quite special to the hearts of myself and Max. I watched it when it happened. Me too. There were definitely two points that I remember skipping that I also skipped this time around. <laughs> I can officially say... I was nostalgic for something that we're going to review on the podcast. So. Yeah, it finally happened. I just had to go far. Woo! I just go so far into the fucking time stream to find something you would have seen. And it wasn't intentional. It was just, uh, what's a good show? Good enough. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. be sure to check us out on Twitter at TLProSPod for cool tweets and visual aids and videos and cool stuff. And our pinned tweet is a link to our Discord server. If you feel ever so uh, inclined to join us there for uh, announcements and just the general Discord happenings that happen in Discord servers. Yeah, somebody's horny. At least, at least one person. There is at least one. At least two. Person. But at least one. Guaranteed to be one. You will always find yeah. at least one horny person in the server. Yeah. Take yep. that as you Agreed. will. Uh, fuck. All the other shit. Fucking give us your money on Patreon, please. We'd highly appreciate that. Patreon.com forward slash TLProSPod. Of course, massive thanks to our two $10 patrons, Aiden and Noah, and our $1 patron, Mr. Hema, mm -hmm. Flim the Man. Thank y'all all so much for lining our wallets every month. We love you. We do appreciate and, uh, it. I've been, I feel like I've been doing a pretty decent job as far as I can to get episodes out at least a day early on the Patreon for all y'all, at least $1 patrons. So I hope that some of y'all out there have at least had the opportunity to possibly catch the the TL Press pod on a, on, a, on a Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if we don't get it out there... There's a reason. Yeah, my bad. It happens. Yeah. we Let's not forget, you and I... We're working men. Yeah, we're working men. You know, we, we put in the put in the hard work, you know, hard times, yeah, working yeah, work, yeah. Monte Carlos, yeah. raking driveways. Yeah. Damn right. What do you know about the hard times and the hard work? That is true. Yeah, Max is working on it. So hopefully one day we can break the curse there. of all three of us being incapable of holding a job all at the same time. Brother, once the three of us all have a job at the same time, I genuinely think that we are unstoppable like we already yeah, the are evolution will yeah we'll simply evolve again yeah oh. we'll, we'll gain enough we'll have enough experience points between the three of us to truly level up oh sick <laughs> uh also be sure to check us out on all the podcast platforms i mean you're listening to us right now so you got to be on one of them uh apple podcast google podcast spotify breaker stitcher anchor podbean pocket cast owltail fly fm <laughs> course god damn right one day i'm gonna talk to them <laughs> one day i'm gonna shoot them. <laughs> one of these fucking days we're gonna talk to them about like a proper sponsorship I wonder if they got a, yeah because uh, goddamn pal 
Goddamn. Extension I can call because I'm tired of emailing folks. Yeah, start calling bitches. Never, never Time to get on the business. Yeah, never hear anything hey. about the emails. I need to start calling people. On God, brother. Let me uh, let me talk to you. You know, in person or over the phone. Yeah, damn, bro. This, I'm just, I'm just trying to get some more money for us, bro. Cause right. hey, you know, I'd like to I'd like to think that, you know, in the in the coming future, this this show will continue to level up and expand and grow in ways that we haven't even thought of yet. I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. We'll pretty decently. But you know, I would like to, you know, buy a new microphone, maybe some some soundproof padding. Maybe a Monte Carlo. Maybe a Monte Carlo. Maybe a new <laughs> rake for my driveway. Maybe a driveway. Shit. <laughs> maybe a driveway. Shit. That's that real shit right there. Fuck. But yes. Also, five star reviews on all the podcast platforms, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd highly appreciate those. Again, five stars. If you want to leave an official an official five-star rating on an official scale that is rated across multiple uh, different genres and types of podcasts. Listen, if you hate Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez and you love Rob Van Dam, God, I know all of you do, who specifically named that move to spite Dave Meltzer, then go ahead and uh, leave us that five-star rating and review. Thank you. And of course, I'll read them out here on the pod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we will. Now that I've spent damn near six minutes shilling, it's time for us to actually talk about the things that we talk about on this goddamn show. So this week we watched TNA Impact from March eighteenth, two thousand six. This show is the post Destination X edition. Uh, we open with the promo package of the recap of the show. Planet Jarrett murdered Steve Borden on pay per view. And then more World X Cup shit's gonna go on after the pyro. Boom! Oh, yeah. Fucking huge pyro. Bro, okay. So how pyro. many how many episodes do I have to go on about how it gets longer every week? I was convinced. I, okay, I was convinced when Planet Jarrett opened when they came out after the pyro display. I was convinced it was going to keep going. It's in my uh, So I I will say I was very young when I was watching TNA, like or I was it was very young in my wrestling fandom, but like I don't remember during the Hogan era them having that much pyro. Sorry. So it might be that long. Sorry, because somebody finally said, "God damn, look at all this red from this pyro." Can we stop? Yeah. Yeah, and then they stopped. Can we, can we please? So all Hogan 50 members of Planet Jarrett come down to the ring for what I can only predict will be a god-awful segment until Scott Steiner comes out. But luckily, yep. uh, Jeff Jarrett did not take too long to bring out the big bad booty daddy himself. Big Papa Pump, Freakzilla, the genetic freak, whatever you want to call him, doesn't really matter. WCW theme ripoff in tow. Honestly? Yeah. one of the better ones because they ripped it off so blatantly. Honestly, this is the Scott Steiner theme that I associate him with. Like I do too because I don't watch WCW. Well, I mean, I I remember watching his shit in the Fed, and I played true the games that he the game that he was in. I played Here Comes the Pain, mm-hmm. but this is Scott Steiner's theme for me because this is how I remember. I mean, obviously the sirens has always persisted as long mm-hmm. as he's been the genetic freak, but yeah, this specifically is what I remember because this is like in my wrestling nostalgia fandom range yeah when you were a kid mm-hmm. yeah. when you were yeah. eight yeah <laughs> and i was five yep 
God. Old. Marquise is Fuck. old. God, he's old. So, yeah. Scott Snyder comes down. <laughs> no holler if you hear me. That, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But yeah. you know how you know how, yeah. it, you know how it has to be. It'll come. It'll come. It's it gonna will be like come. that for right now. So, Jarrett hands him a live microphone. Tanae ducks for God. cover. God, he ducks for cover. He said, oh, my God. I thought all hell is about to break loose. But, unfortunately... That's not what happened. Unfortunately, so, Scott Steiner just really loves Jeff Jarrett. God. God damn it. Scott Steiner is Shane Douglas. Yeah. I a little bit. am here to pledge my undying allegiance to Jeff Jarrett. And any any uh, anyone who gets in his way gets in mine. And I love Jeff Jarrett. And, and, and I love it when he wears pink shirts and white jeans. And I love it when he comes to work in his boat shoes. And God, I really love it when he's the king of the mountain because he's my favorite wrestler in the whole world. Also, TNA management, you pieces of trash. You 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 hired Rhino. Who the hell is Rhino? You hired Christian Cage. Put a dot over his face. You hired Sting. Well, where the hell is Sting? And then you hired a bunch of fat asses in Team 3D. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that was the only thing that popped me this whole time was just him saying yeah these bunch of fatties they're fat those are fatties uh the crowd starts oh, chanting super loud super hard for christian cage he is not here bro to this no. is the most i've ever like I, I there's definitely piped in shit here i've never heard them be hotter for hating somebody or like loving christian cage so much genuinely in my time on this podcast they were so against Scott. I don't know if my audio was up really loud, but it sounded like the crowd actually oh, I cared. Like they were fucking electric, and I mean, I saw which is why they were moving. So it's not like they weren't moving and shit. But like, mm -hmm. I mean, it was I, louder than I think that building's capable of. The only reason I think this was real is because, um, well, just the day before when Steiner appeared, his pop was massive. Like it was that's true ginormous. Yeah, okay, true, it was. But you know, Scott Steiner appearing, bro. I'd also go Definitely. stupid. Yeah, Even if I, I definitely think these marks, these uh, real wrestling fans, are probably gonna like Christian more than Scott Steiner. So. See, see, if there's a billion uh, Christian Cage fans in the world, I'm one of them. If there's only a million Christian Cage fans in the world, I'm one of them. And if there's only one Christian Cage fan in the world, I'm one of them. <laughs> and if there's That's none, crowd, apparently, then I'm dead. Yeah. Crazy. So, like I said, Christian Cage, super over. He's not here tonight. We'll find out why later. I have some information Lol. on that, actually. I did a little research. Uh, okay. Jackie Gata in the background doing some next-level corpsing. She is not trying. And Bro, I don't understand why she's still here after she well, yeah, tried she to fucking like, screw over Jared. There, so I can't blame her. No, I can't blame her, but, like, damn, you're just not even remotely trying. In kayfabe, she doesn't want to be there, so she shouldn't try. That's a good That's point. That's fair. It's a good point. So Scott Steiner officially aligns his asshole with Jeff Jarrett's cock and backs up right into it. Yep. And he yep. and he parks there, puts on the fucking the the parking brake. Mm -hmm. He's not going anywhere for a long time. He's in the garage, baby. Uh, cut an overall very very tame promo for Scott Steiner, and that left me sad. Oh, one thing that I also noticed uh, as someone who within the past year and a half, two years, has been taking a bit more interest in like. Uh, you know, bodybuilding, powerlifting, bodies, bodies, body guy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Scott Steiner looks disgusting. Oh, he's fucking bro. But okay, okay. Like it look, he looks disgusting. Not you know, like I'm, I you know, I've seen fucking you know Ronnie Coleman and and all these other fucking guys. Like, I've seen the peaks these, of humanity. Yeah, I've seen peak humanity, right? And you know, as far as conditioning is is concerned. Scott Steiner is pretty much always ready to step on a goddamn stage. Like he doesn't need to prep. He doesn't need to. He's cut. ready to go. He's he doesn't ready need to, go. to bolt. He's good. But the thing is, aesthetically, he is disgusting. He is not symmetrical at all. Oh no 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 no! What I wanted to mention was that when Scott came down to the ring after Jerry introduced him, one of the ladies in the fr- in the front row was checking him out like crazy. Hey, brother, he's Freakzilla. Next to, I can only assume was her boyfriend. Like I'm pretty I sure, would, like, and I would too. It was just one woman with two dudes, so I'm assuming one was probably her man, and one was her man's friend. And uh, she was, well, I mean, she un she undressed Scott Steiner with her eyes. If it were WCW, he should have told her, "Hey, hey uh, here's the fucking key to my room tonight. Meet me." And you would have meant it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy Obviously. bastard. So then. JB Jeremy Borash is backstage with Larry Zabisco in his office. Oh, God. And then Larry, as I wrote in my notes, haphazardly explains how the chain of command in TNA works. And I still don't understand because my eyes glazed over the second he started speaking. All right. I didn't take any notes, but I tried to take a, a mental note of it. And basically what Larry said is that TNA management, they're in charge of like... You know, the day-to-day operations. The money. They're in charge of the money. You know, he basically said TA management is this huge, faceless conglomerate. That's basically what he said. Yeah. He said, me, as... The head of the championship committee. The head of the championship committee. He said, I'm the one that makes the... I book the matches. I I book the the card. You know, he's got the book, essentially. He's (laughs) He's the one putting all the matches together, putting the people in title matches and everything. But that still leaves all right, all right. Dusty is gone. Yep. So we, we He's been gone. gone. So we can assume that the DOA position is 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 no more. Right. Doesn't exist. But uh that still leaves what, like one more, right? Yeah, the there's, Chamber of Commerce. There's, there's <laughs> uh, the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, because there's the Chamber of Commerce, there was TNA management, and there was the championship committee. Too many cooks. Yeah. And an incredibly small kitchen. Yeah. yeah. We got one burner here. Please step up. And, and obviously, we we know that uh, Dutch Mantel is also doing something, at least backstage, <sighs> not in kayfabe. So. Oh, yeah. For shoot, we also have an actual booking committee. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's a. Yeah. It's fucking. It's, it's Scott Demore. It's Scott Demore, Dutch Mantel, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, and Mike Tanner. Mike Tanner. Yep. And they are, Those. God, they're dropping the ball so hard. They are yeah. fucking awful. <laughs> I, wanna, I mean, I would have to assume that Jarrett is like the head of creative. Yeah. And oh, he's for Jeff sure. Jarrett, so I would sure. imagine that, I would imagine that Mike Tanay and Dutch Mantel play a relatively small role. Because like, it would definitely explain why Scott Namor is all over this fucking show, why Team Canada's all over the fucking show. Planet Jarrett why, runs the product. Why Jeff Jarrett is the head of the show. But like, God, is is. It's is, awful. is Mike Tanay the reason we're getting such a shitty X division? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, Mike Tanay's got a fucking. 
boner for Samoa Joe, Chris Daniels, and AJ Styles on another well, level. Thing, because genuinely, every time there is like an X match, he is gushing over. Remember oh, when, the X division. Remember, remember when Jerry Lynn and, oh. and Sean Waltman were oh, wrestling? God. He's like, oh my God, yeah. these guys are the fucking pro- pro- progenitors. progenitors of the X division. division. These cruiserweight and light heavyweight dudes. Yeah. Like, wait. What does he mean by that? What does he mean, cruiserweight and light heavyweight? This is the X division, you know. There are no, no limits. No limits. There are no limits. So I don't know why he put him in a box like that. But hey, I mean, the former X division champion weighs two hundred and eighty-five pounds. Speaking of the former X division champion, uh, after Larry announces next week, Team Three D and Team Canada will have a uh, six sides of steel match on Spike TV. First time ever. Wow. Uh, Samoa Joe storms into the office. Larry tells him it's time to fucking move on, dude. You know, the more that. All right, so they kept bringing up this Six Sides of Steel all shit night, all night, pushing it. And Literally more, every segment. The more they brought it up, the more it made me think: Is the whole show gonna be a Six Sides of Steel episode? No, because they no they're not gonna way. be locked they, they on kept, TV. They kept emphasizing, you know, Six Sides of Steel, first time ever on Spike for TV. the main event, though. But most of the time, they didn't say the main event. They just kept saying, you know, Team next Canada week, versus Team. It'll be the first time that there's yeah, been a yeah. Six Sides of Steel on Spike TV. I think they were just dumbing it down because wrestling fans are incompetent. I hope so. I hope so too. Also, if, if next week is a fucking full six yeah, so if sides, next week is a lockdown edition of Impact. We're I'm we're all coming on here with a rant. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna a bloodbath. Yeah, we're gonna come out here. One of those classic. This is gonna be like our version of a of a Hell in a Cell 2019 rant. Like, just what the oh, fuck is going on here? God. Pretty much. Oh god. But yeah, Joe comes in, says, "I want a goddamn rematch for the X title." Larry yeah. Wilson tells him, "Dude, you were excellent champion for like six months. It's time for you to he, move on." So he also says, and I, I, I at least appreciated this a little. He said, "Dude, everybody loves you, and you're kind of like our face of wrestling." You you should be fighting for the world title, brother. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't explicitly state, you know, you're going to be fighting for the world title. But he said, I'm moving you up. He, in no few words, yeah. say, yeah, you're in fucking contention for the world title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 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 he said, said in, Joe, some reason Joe was so upset to hear so, that. He was so mad. I mean, I kind of get it, because, like, I don't know. He's, I assume, Okay, I understand or, that he's I, upset because he lost the title through bullshit means. Yeah, and and Joe doesn't like to. He technically yeah, hasn't Joe hates losing. lost yet. He doesn't he like be, losing. All right, so my thing, he's being moved up. He's being guaranteed more money. Mm-hmm. He's undefeated, so he should have the confidence in himself to know that he's gonna barrel through Christian or whomever the champion may be at the time. Assumably, you know, assume, assume it's Christian. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's gonna barrel through Christian. He should have no qualms about <laughs> making more money. To me, That's fair. to me, this simply seems like a case of he worked himself into a shoot because he don't know a work from a shoot, shoot from a work. Jabroni marks, marks, jabronis. <laughs> Much love, HH. Much love, SJ. But yeah, he uh, got very upset. Larry stormed out of the room, and then Joe tore the he, he, kicked, tore... he kicked a door. Oh, the bro. Well, before he did that, he threw JB into the wall. He did, jo- he did which was JB awesome. The then he threw the couches over. No, turned over the he dash. He did that. So he did this in a very strange order. He was. He mad. did. He did. Uh, he threw JB. Yeah. And then I think he like flipped the desk, 
And then he, he flipped kicked his, he flipped a the door couch. down, and then he came back into the room the couch. There was a second couch, or it was a desperate yeah, couch. Two, yeah, yeah, he flipped both couches and then left. Something like that. That one I might put on Twitter because it was fucking funny. Ended with the door, but. Especially the way he fucking, fucking shredded he that. Went he destroyed it. it, and then he had to come back through to flip the couch. He, he killed that door. Yeah, I mean, Rampage Jackson breaking down that door has nothing on the way Joe Ludi no. like shit can this like door off of the hinges. Yeah. Granted, I'm sure there were worked hinges. Oh, this was obviously a worked door because, because it folded. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, that door is fake as shit because, I mean... I mean, you can kick a door down. It folded. He, he it's coming a, down in one piece. He kicked a door down on, like, near the hinges, which it'll never break that way. You have to kick a door down near the lock. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, because the hinges were loose. Gotta kick the hinges, brother. Yeah. But yeah, Samoa Joe's moving up the car, but he's upset because, you know, he, he was robbed of the title, essentially. He wasn't pinned or submitted for it. I understand why he's upset, but, like, bro, you're about to, you're, you're going on a world title run. Calm down. Yeah, thank God too. We're finally, honestly, bro, this is a sign that we're finally moving on. Yeah, and honestly, a that's uh, that's a good thing. Christopher Daniels seeds. can have the title for a little bit. Planting let's, uh, seeds let's... for moving on from this feud. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. So then we have. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm gonna just. I'm not calling him his stupid ass name. Matt Bentley. With Matt Bentley. Yeah. Matt Bentley with Tracy <laughs> versus Sanjay Dutt versus Elix Skipper. Mm -hmm. this is Simon Diamond is on commentary. So I'm certain Elix Skipper is losing this one. Oh, and brother. Then, so, God. Right, so, all right, all right. Before you get into anything, because I know, I know that Simon Diamond says something immediately fucked up immediately on Immediately so fucked but up. But the reason that he says racist. that is because this match doesn't make sense. Remember, remember who's in this match? Matt Bentley. Mm-hmm. Elix Skipper. Mm-hmm. Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt. Who does Sanjay Dutt... Who has Sanjay Dutt always represented in Amer every match? America. Really? Yeah, he comes out, salutes the crowd, holds up the towel, throws the hat, yeah, slides so, of the ring. So Sanjay Dutt, representing India, is what? in this match. Who, like, did, did last time, didn't we just see him, like, yesterday or the last week? showdown where, where he was representing India? Okay, yeah, Literally yeah. at the so, for some reason, that. For some reason, this match... Whoever wins this match is on Team America. It's on Team America. Yeah, they qualify for Team USA America. in the uh, so in the X Cup. Yeah, the racial draft. So this is the racial draft. Uh, yep. Dave Chappelle is punching air because he never got into a second. <laughs> one. Anyway, that's fucked up. I love so, it. So yeah, Sanjay Dutt is is qualifying for Team USA, and what does Simon Diamond say? Simon there? Diamond has a racial draft of his own. Yeah. Because he says on commentary, fucking crazy. Well, hold on now, this this doesn't even make sense. And Taylor's like, what are you talking about, Simon Diamond? And and Simon Diamond says, well, this guy's last name is Dutt. <laughs> he can't how be is it, representing he America. Can't be he's American. Like, he's, like, he's like, how can a guy with a name like Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt, Dutt be representing America? America? I wrote my notes, all capitals. Simon Diamond immediately gets racist. All I could think yes. was like, holy shit, dude. Like, I understand... This is post 9-11. Oh, so the race is I understand. I understand that, like, if you were brown but not black... You're a terrorist. You were, you were cooked. You're done for, mm -hmm. essentially. You yeah. were cooked. Oh, but, my God. Fuck, dude. Like, this is, it was, I mean, this is, this is... Specifically about his name, not even the way he looks. This is, his name. Yeah. This is on yeah. par. 
this is actually on par with Steve Austin just saying to Muhammad Hassan, I see sand people. <laughs> Crazy as fuck. God, I can't man. believe the crowd. I mean, I can't believe the, the crowd. crowd that. There was a huge. You know, you know what I call this? You know what I call this moment? Bureaucratic racism. It was it was racism on paper. <laughs> like I said, if you were brown and not black, I mean, you know, being black was its own set of problems. But if you were brown, not black, you were. Oh man, it's over, bro. And I man, I hope I just hope you didn't wear like a turban. So or yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even able to concentrate on pretty much the rest of this match because I was so shot by what Simon Diamond said about Sanjay. I just couldn't. I mean, I think he made like one more pretty off-kiltered remark. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He... Um, oh, I didn't... See, I didn't take notes for TNA, but it was something... That he definitely did. I'm trying to so, remember. As this match proceeded, as as my, you know, as I came back to reality after just being shocked out of my fucking skin, yeah, yeah. Uh, I noted here that Elix Skipper was once again making his case for worst wrestler of the year 2006. He's so match. awful. I kept I was, it going. I was watching He's him in this so match, awful. And all I could think is he is such a fucking bad wrestler. You know what made me write this down? There was a moment where 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 he threw a punch at Sanjay, and Sanjay fired one back. Oh and one, god! And yeah. one, and when uh, Elix sold, he accidentally hit Sanjay in the head with his arm, and I thought. Yep. You've got to be one of the dumbest bastards to fucking accidentally hit a guy while you're selling. Bro, when yeah, he does I... the corkscrew Pescado to the outside he and almost... he nearly think, fucking fell and died. I think that's what I thought. Because I was that also might need to go I've on Twitter because so fuck, many he people. died. I've seen so flush. many people do a corkscrew Pescado. And it's not like they were far. It's so a they were right where no. they should have been. And he somehow, like, undershot it. Like, I don't know where if he, he almost tripped. He apron. almost <laughs> dove on his fucking face. Like, to the... Oh, he, so he nearly died. He, he could have fallen on trip. his neck. That's the thing. He didn't I... <laughs> because they showed the replay. And, you know, he got flush clean over it. Oh, yeah. I just, do remember that, yeah. somehow didn't... Get any space. Fucking crazy. I don't know. I don't know how he did that. But yeah, I like. Also, I wanted to. This reminded me. Remind me of WCW. Uh, I was like, well, wait, isn't Elix Skipper Canadian? Why is he here? I'm like, fucking WCW. God fucking damn it. <laughs> isn't Elix Skipper Canadian? <laughs> yeah, he's playing for the, the, <laughs> the other. Yeah, the other team, Canada, bro. V one. Yeah, the uh, the better team, Canada. Anyways. Yeah. But uh, Sanjay defies Simon Diamond's racism with a 450 on Matt Bentley to win the match. Jesus fucking Christ. That is so Sanjay Dunn represents statement. America in the World X Cup, whenever the fuck that is. Yeah. yeah. Even though he was just representing India last night. In the international showdown. A couple days ago or whatever. Yeah. Yep. This week. This Literally week. this week. <laughs> yep. Wow. So then we get around to why he's out here. Like the reason he was on commentary oh. in the first place. So I've got this pulled up. Uh, I'm just going to let this do the talking for me because, God, I just would rather not talk about it myself despite all the notes I took about it. So give this a listen. Open your ear holes. Enjoy. Simon Diamond, the cocky, confident look you have on your face. What's the story? You promised everybody at Destination X that you were going to head out to see the White Sox, that you're going to check out Tucson, Arizona, A.J. Brzezinski, Dale Torborg. 
and boy did I ever. I promised you, the wrestling fans, that I would go to Tucson, Arizona and not only confront AJ Pruszynski and Dale Torborg, but show them I am the greatest two-sport athlete alive. And do we have that footage ready? We're ready. Let's let's take a look. Dale, why don't you just pitch? Bring you in the Shelly Cam here. Shelly Cam. Tucson, Arizona. They are not paying for this shit. No way. God, I know Simon Diamond shelled out for this. All I can think is how much is TNA paying the MLB for this? Oh, a lot. Too much. Too much. What exposure? Well, I mean, ESPN did articles and shit. Oh, bro. Who cares? It's exposure. No one's gonna care, but it is exposure. Ah. Oh, he's all he's up in the gear now. Yeah, he's wearing a starter jacket. Batting practice time. Hey, Simon Diamond, this is some of the uh, new guy here. I just just signed, and um, just you know maybe you could throw me some beef tape. There's a hit. Awful swing. Oh. oh. There's a hit. That's extra base. They're throwing these lazy. That's a that's a grounder to first base. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know what? Your attitude sucks. Ha 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 Oh, we're not even done yet. No, we're not done. No, this is... We're not even close. It. It's only half of it. Teneo, this fucking duck face. Contract for Little League, maybe. Yeah, Tanae's got video? Inside sources. We're going to commercial now. I don't think they have that. Uh, I don't think they had that, man. Oh, we're back. I thought I thought that they were going to skip over it. Me too. Dude, I, me too. I was like, I'm just going to not show it. Go to Cam 4. This is Keith Mitchell, producer. Cut one. Cut one. Cut four. Two. Four. Fade three. Fade three. OJ Brzezinski is wearing the exhibition title that was gifted to him. Brother, you're not even that much taller than yeah, me. Yeah, bro, you're like two inches taller than me. Shut up. They're still roughly eye to eye. So like, you should be. Here comes Dale Torborg. The demon, demon, Dale Torborg. That's the whole thing. You know what, Simon? I knocked you out once. Do it again. You have no idea what's coming right now. Come on. How about this? Come on. Let's go. Come on. Oh, square. Oh! Oh! Drop the fucking chair on him, bitch. Yeah, you fucked. So. Yeah, it was. So, okay. Look. Yeah, I'm a big. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna break this down. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big I'm a I'm a big baseball guy. Okay, uh, I watch the Yankees religiously. Uh, 
I watch baseball pretty pretty regularly, probably daily. Uh, I did not know that was Ozzie Guillen until Mike Tanae says, that was White Sox manager Ozzie Guillen. And I fucking, I lost my mind because Ozzie Guillen is not a particularly good person, nor is he a fun person. So the fact that he agreed to do that means he got fucking paid, which pissed me off even more. I'm sure. You know what's crazy to me? It it really does not. It doesn't shock me at all, but it also appalls me to a great degree. How much money TNA has to be shelling out specifically to the Chicago White Sox organization and probably even further fees to the MLB in the first place just to do any of this stupid shit that literally not a soul except for Bobby the Brain Heenan cares about. Now... I will say MLB's greatest flaw for them has always been their marketing. But to do it with TNA, bruh, <laughs> like, come on, brother. Like, you're just taking a. And I mean, this is a pretty typical MLB thing. They'll take money for whoever will fucking pay them. But, like, goddamn, son. What the fuck? This is so bad. This is, I, I, even as a baseball fan, like, yeah, some little things will pop me. But this is awful. Like, I don't know who this is for, other than old men. Yeah, I mean, I wrote in my notes uh, that Simon Diamond got blasted in the back with a steel chair from a shoot baseball player, maybe? Yeah, honestly? Yeah. All right, so they had cut to the shot of the coach and a whole bunch of other players. And the coach was just leaning on his bat, hanging around. All of a sudden. And then he has the chair. I'm thinking, dude, where did he get that chair? I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it in, in, the, in that previous shot. He was hiding it under his jacket. Maybe. It was moving different. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> as you heard, they were, they were bullying Simon Diamond, Tanae, and Don Westwer. So he storms off like a little bitch. And uh, that's that. God, can we yep. stop talking about the Chicago White Sox? No. Talk about a good team like the Yankees. Damn the, right. You know, if this were the Yankees, I'd actually care. Imagine, imagine Derek Jeter on fucking impact. Oh. I would care. My God. See, honestly, be because I am so... Just I have so much vitriol toward TNA that I would wonder why did Derek Jeter sully himself to this? Well, of course. Oh, Jeter wouldn't do it unless he got paid. Because like you know, I'm a Yankees guy. We're all Yankees. We're all Yankees. We are all Yankees fans. So like, yeah, I'm just thinking like, I don't want to see any of my dudes on this fucking dog shit show. (laughs) You know who would do it though? A Rod. Yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. want to fuck around on it. Yeah, yeah. He'd bring his wife, yeah. girlfriend, his other girlfriend, That's... and his wife. <laughs> Dude, God, <laughs> if this is like 2013. He would have brought JLo. Christ, JB is backstage with Team 3D, brother. Sing- would... All right, this was terrible. Would... All right, it was terrible. But as soon as it cut to them, all I can think is, holy shit, this looks like a fucking rap album cover. Dude, because Devon had the fucking hat backwards, Devon arms had the hat crossed, it was wild. arms crossed. Like this. Fucking... Brother had his fucking, like, thumbs in his, uh, in his pants, yeah. cowboy style, fucking, like, beat His overalls. Up. I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, man. Brother, drop some heat. Yeah, all I can think is, you know, if I had uh, any modicum of editing skills in a computer that wasn't a potato... I'd have probably thrown this into a software. Made an album made cover. Thrown on the made an album cover. And yeah, thrown on that fucking parental advisory boom. sticker and boom. Yeah. Welcome to Dudleyville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goddamn. 
So, uh, yeah, brother sings his own rendition of the Canadian national anthem, you know, puts his own lyrics oh, to it. so bad. Uh, unfortunately, Devon also joins the bit, but then his face shifts to fucking dead serious as soon as he stops singing. Yeah, but unfortunately, brother Ray called Scott Demore fat. Yep. So like, he did. He can't talk. No, he can't talk. That's like, I'm sorry, bro, but that's like if Viscera called somebody fat. Like, like come who on, are you, dude. What are you who talking are you about, bro? Like, who, who, are, who are you yeah, to talk? Just chat shit, bro. You're just chat shit, bro. So then, back to the action. We have Abyss with Father James Mitchell versus Cassidy Riley. This match. Very this, fast. This match pissed me off. Granted, you know, this was technically normal Abyss fair, and I think that's why it pissed me off, because... Literally, I, I, not having taken notes, could recant this entire match because it was, literally, the match starts, Cassidy Riley attempted to whip Abyss, he couldn't do it, Abyss whipped him, did a stinger splash, hit the shock treatment, hit the black hole slam, and he won. That was the entire match. So, when this, the bell rang, right, mm -hmm. I looked away for maybe four or five seconds. I look back up, James Mitchell hits the detonator, black hole slam, and we go home. Yeah, like I said, I just I looked at it for four seconds. I just recanted the entire match from memory. And the only mm -hmm. I was just gonna say go ahead and go ahead real quick. I, I was just gonna say the only thing I took from this, or I took two things from this. One, Cassie I mean, I know Cassidy Riley shit has been gone since Raven's been gone, thank God. But damn, yeah, he's, he's just no longer doing pervert nothing. Cassidy Riley. It's just Cassidy Riley again. Him getting, yeah, him getting a job or entrance was crazy to me, considering everything he'd gone through with. Ray yeah, Ray. no, that that's that was crazy him. to me. <laughs> and then two, I'm glad he did the detonator and he actually did the fucking black hole slam. Yeah, just win the match, Good man. Fucking Christ! Like I like James Mitchell a lot. I think he's actually a very underappreciated manager. But holy shit, man! You know what the issue with the detonator spot is now? Is that now I expect Abyss to get fucking jabronied when he pulls After that shit happens. out. Because yeah. even here, when I look up and I see the detonator go off or whatever. And it's Cassidy Riley. And it's Cassidy Riley, right? I'm still thinking, how's he going to hit a spine buster on this guy? Yeah. What, what power move is he going to do? What is he going to do to stop him? Yeah. All right. So the thing that really upset me about this match is that, you know, I... I know the future. Yeah, we all do. So I, I, I even saw, I even saw a little bit too much of the future by accident myself. Oh, so you both got spoiled. Oh, yeah, because so I got spoiled like I did. I, I, yeah, I clicked ahead one, one too many. Yep. And then I saw, yep. and I was like, okay, great. So I guess I'm the only you one still to. not perfectly certain. Yeah, yeah, certain when it's happening. So I know where this is leading. We all know that Abyss is going to become the champion relatively soon. The thing that the thing that pisses me off the most is that this is literally no different than anything Abyss does. Like when Abyss isn't actively feuding with like Sabu or Rhino, or yeah, he's just he doing squash matches to get his heat back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he always loses all the time. So hey, like, remember that time when Abyss lost to Sabu in a fucking barbed wire death match? Why? I just don't understand why I'm supposed to, or how I'm supposed to believe. Knowing the future, 
how I'm supposed to believe that this is the push. This is yeah. the time where he's going to start uh, beating all these jobbers. That this is the time where he is world championship material. I don't understand how I'm supposed to differentiate that from any other time within the last <laughs> year that we've been reviewing this show. Like, <laughs> like there's I nothing also, different. I also have to say, while I appreciate that TNA is only a one-hour show, I'm getting real fucking sick of watching squash matches. <laughs> getting real sick of it, man. Well, because that's the thing. I mean, this has been said about TNA forever. They cram two hours of content into a one-hour show. Slam so it out. But uh, what I wanted to say was that mm -hmm. I think had they given Abyss a proper opponent in this match and had it gone two minutes longer, I think it would have done a lot more for him than beating the fucking tar out of Cassidy Riley in 20 seconds. The thing that really Where? sucks is that, from what I can remember, the only feud that Abyss has won is a feud where he literally couldn't afford to lose. But the other guy also, also couldn't, couldn't afford to lose, so somebody had to get buried. So, yeah. like, Abyss has beaten Lance Hoyt, but he's lost to Rhino. He's lost yep. to Sabu. He's, he's lost, lost to yep. Rhino again. To Rhino again. He's, and then again. He's lost to Raven. You know, he's lost to so many miscellaneous dudes. Christian, probably, at and some like, point. In between all that, you know, he's getting heat by defeating Jobbers or whatever. It doesn't count. But I'm just thinking, like, he has had no meaningful wins at all. Why, why is this reset the one? How am I supposed to get into that? I can't is the answer. This sucks. You know what's funny is that I feel like we've we've had this feeling since we accidentally found out that that Abyss was winning See, the title. But right. and we and we've and we've been speculating all this time yeah. when it's gonna happen and what they're gonna do. And now that we're finally here. Oh, yeah. Question yeah. mark? Like ellipses? Is, I feel like this is I'm pretty sure this is exactly like what we said would happen. But seeing it play out is baffling. Like, it's it's actually worse than I could have imagined because, like I said, it's no different. Like I said, had you given him, like, a proper X guy to beat in three minutes, I think they would have done a lot more than beating Cassidy Riley in 20 seconds. You're telling me the three matches that he and Raven had, he couldn't win one of them, at least? No. Has Abyss ever worked for Vince McMahon? <laughs> Ted Turner? I didn't think so. Oh, man. Sorry, pal. Yeah, I mean, like you said, yeah, it could have even been Chris Saban or something. Nope. nope. Someone who would have, you know, a, a meaningful loss to Abyss. Yeah. So then we find out Christian Cage has a movie role, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, you know, I'm a little hurt after that beating I took at a Destination X when they, uh, they handcuffed me and whipped me with a belt and shit. So he should you know, be, you know, I'm going to recover. He should be damn near crippled <clears throat> considering he was injured going into the match. And, right? they kept and then on him. got beat down by Monty Brown and then got attacked by Planet Jarrett. Yeah. But yeah, he's, but they, no, he's perfectly fine, actually. He's, he's, he's like, uh, oh, I'm just going to recover, do this movie, and come back. On the set of this movie that I've never heard of with some Oscar nominee uh, actors, he said. Yeah. Did some research on that. So. It's it's this vignette with Christian Cage. He's sitting in a chair, dark room. They're talking to him. He talked about, I'm going to be on this movie, whatever. So I went to IMDb. I typed in Jay Rezzo. I went through the list. I looked at what the fuck would have come out in 2007 that he would have been. Right. So I found this film called Shoot Him Up. Oh, I think he did say that, yeah. 
<clears throat> so I looked into it. Uh, it starred Clive Owen, mm. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Oh. And uh, whatever the fuck that woman's name was, who I can't remember, but she was famous back in 2006 for being hot. Not Jessica Alba. And it wasn't even... Damn. Like, it was another one. Alba. It wasn't like even Jessica Mendes Alba. or Jessica Alba. It was another hot girl who was famous for being hot. Her name was extremely Italian, and I just can't remember it right now. Oh, but Italian women. He, in this movie, played the very titular role of Senator's Guard. Awesome. <laughs> that blockbuster role in this awesome movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't know from looking this up, but I wonder if he had any speaking lines as Senator's oh, Guard. absolutely not. He was definitely an extra in a fucking scene where the senator's guards got fucking mowed over by the villains or something. Yeah, I'm sure he was just he murdered. Was he was fodder. Yeah, he, was just... <laughs> he was he was cannon fodder to the movie. Yeah. It's like Kurt Angle in a oh, what's that fucking yeah, movie? But he had speaking lines. Oh like... god. Yeah, no, like... no, Kurt Angle in that movie with uh. You mean Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies, right? No, 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 no. Oh, it was the other one. No, it was that movie where Kurt Angle was some fucking random dude in a fucking prison yard. Fought the oh. rock. Is that movie with the rock and uh, Mark Wahlberg or whatever? They fucking. I know what you're talking about. Sold fucking crack while owning a gym oh, or some shit. Pain and Gain. Yeah. Yeah. Pain and Gain. That's yeah. a really good movie. That's, That's a great really movie. movie. But yes, Kurt Angle was Fun in movie. Pain and Gain yeah, for two frames. Worth it. And yep. you wouldn't have known it unless you paused on the one frame, the one action frame of his face. Worth it. But yeah, he was in that movie. That's, that's, that's what awesome. I imagine Christian's role was much like. Probably. Which is crazy because Kurt Angle is much more famous than Christian. Yeah, he's fucking Kurt yeah, he's Angle. An Olympian. Yeah. That. Whatever. Still, I mean, it, it still somehow means something. Yeah. Because people still care about the oh, Olympics. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool because I'm mean, glad that somebody does because I don't. I mean, I still hear people referring to Bruce Jenner winning, you know, back in however fucking long ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. Back so, in the eighties, I still hear that shit being brought up. So, like, well, I think that's coming from a place of malice. No, 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 no. <laughs> like not, not maliciously not referring to like Caitlyn or like uh, strictly the strictly the accomplishment of, of the person who's yeah. known as Bruce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you hear about Usain Bolt a lot still, for sure. Well, yeah, Usain Bolt's like a straight like, celebrity he's, he's at this still, point. He's like, the fastest he's man still in the world. Like the fastest man in the world. Yeah, that's you fair. Say, Usain Bolt is literally the 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 equivalent of being the fastest kid on the schoolyard in elementary school, but yeah, like, but like further in life, he's just the true. fastest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. True. The whole schoolyard. Ah, yeah. oh, it's his yard now. <laughs> God. Yard now, huh? JB Jeremy Borash is backstage with James Mitchell in Abyss. Mitchell says Christian is avoiding the ultimate number one contender, mm -hmm. Abyss. Oh. And Mitchell also condones animal abuse. He oh, talks about, my fucking you know, God. You, can, you can take a dog and you can show its nose and shit and yell at it all you want, but it's never going to learn. Sometimes you got to kick it in the ribs and grab it by the neck and throw it into the wall for it to know that you really mean business. Yeah, so I know this is 2006, that. but I'm surprised PETA was not all over you this shit. You abuse your dog. Yeah, he said you gotta pick him up by the hind legs and chuck him it, at the wall, essentially. Yeah, which was said. like... And kick it and again, his ribs. Yeah. I, I like James Mitchell, but fuck, he's a sick <laughs> fucking right, bastard. Bro. Well, he is called the Sinister Minister, so... Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Calm down. that's fair. Um, also, why the fuck is Abyss in contention after beating Cassidy Riley? Like, is he high? What's, <laughs> going <on? laughs> What's going on? Egg. 
egg. That's egg. Why I thought that's how he broke an egg over his fucking face. No, Herbert, so Sabu egg. The, the one line I really did like from Mitchell here though was uh <laughs> there's one universal language that Abyss speaks since he does not speak. Oh, yeah, and that is that. pain. That was and, and then Abyss <laughs> <laughs> Every time never fails. So then Alex Shelley Alex Shelley approaches and he's like, damn Abyss. You're kind of sick, bro. Do you mind if I film a documentary about you? And James Mitchell's like, damn, I can make some money on dude, that shit, so why not? Dude, James Mitchell gets a fucking boner, and he's like, it's like oh, oh, document this. And he pulls out his cock. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then AJ Styles walks by and goes, hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew what you were doing in that goddamn bathroom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm good on boys doing on our bathroom in the gay community. Damn right. Community. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess uh, is, is Alex Shelley gonna document Abyss's rise to the championship? Yes, he's he's Alex Shelley is so confident that Abyss is gonna win because he read the book. His camera got images. Yeah. Of the book. That camera is seeing shit. He got the spreadsheets. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason we haven't heard about Morphoplex in months. You know, I'm telling you, there's true. some shit going down, bro. Fucking drug. Drug bust, There's man. a reason why even Larry doesn't wear the shirt no more, bro. That's his company. That shit's dead. You know what? Hold on. You know what? Mid. Hold on. I have to do this. Excuse me, people, <laughs> while I quickly Google Morphoplex. I can't confirm he's doing this. Let me, let me just. Just gotta investigate. Oh! What is this? What is this? Oh, what? I thought it was liquid for a second. I did do oh my... off, but like, I was like, that price is crazy. $160 for for what? Two, two bottles? Is that two bottles there? Um, extreme two bottles of supplements, I assume. So what is it? Alright, it's a BCAA. It promotes okay. you know protein synthesis, you know, protein recovery. Recovery, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, should I just read this blurb here? Yeah. This is uh, you do not need any other tissue repair or bodybuilding supplement if you take Morphoplex Extreme. It contains everything you need to complete your workout routine. It is your all-in-one solution for increasing your strength, stamina, and performance. Many people report big improvements in strength after taking it only for, for only one to four days. You're telling me wow. I'm paying $160 for one to four days worth of pills? <laughs> to focus on losing body fat, just take it with water 50 to 60 minutes before a workout. In essence, it will mean everyone will stop buying their old... Stop buying their old version and make the permanent and informed switch to Morphoplex Extreme. So that implies that people of former Morpho, like that bought former Morphoplex supplements, will like this one more. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish the people could have saw that. Wow. Oh, okay, man. So, what, so I'm what on the Morphoplex website. I'm on the Morphoplex oh. website. That's how we're getting all this information. So I see this 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 website honestly, is terrible. Honestly, I'm surprised this website is still up. Me too. This is this is something yeah. that was made in HTML. It's it terrible. still wants Andrew to use Adobe Flash Player, by the way. Yeah, That's... not supported. So I'm looking at this products list here. We have uh, Morphoplex Extreme. Uh, we have the one I was clicking on that made us pop. Uh, Morphoplex fat Ultimate Fat Burner. You know, the one that mm. I think I I would most associate with the brand. We have Morphoplex Massive. Joint Relief, SX, and then uh, subscription plans. But I, I clicked, <laughs> I clicked on the Ultimate Fat Burner tab, only to be met <laughs> with a "This site can't be reached." <laughs> uh, 
No domain. <laughs> the domain is gone. That is, yeah, store.officialmorphoplex.com is gone. That is so, I mean, for true. Somebody can probably buy it. Somebody out there wants to buy this domain. Uh, I'm sure Larry Zabisco will not care. I don't think so. <laughs> He'll be happy. Apparently, He'll be happy to know it still lives. When you were doing that search of Morphoplex, I saw briefly that. Yeah, there's uh, a there's a there advert a, he did in like 2010. Yeah, I think that might have been the last uh, time. So the I last mean, the last gasp. So we, I mean, for the next four years, in one way or another, he is pushing Morphoplex. So yeah, I'm gonna have to get my lawyers on that. I'm gonna have to look into it. There's there's definitely some shit afoot. So, something smells like shit in this company, <laughs> and it's not just the booking. So we move on to some shitty booking. Yeah. Uh, the Latin American Exchange versus Shark Boy and Norman Smiley. Uh, my this first genuinely note, pissed me off. My first note, who the fuck brought Norman Smiley back? I am both. This is two I'm happy weeks in a row that we've seen him on the show. I am happy and confused. Why is he here? I love me some Norman Smiley. But why is he, he here? He's a great shooter. But why is he here? I am he. <laughs> Like, why is he here? Why is he with Shark Boy? Why is he with Shark Boy? Oh, there's, we're going to find out why he's with Shark Boy. It's because, uh, you know, uh, Shark Boy and Norman Smiley get a ton of heat on Homicide before uh, Conan jumps in and sets the record straight. But then Shark Boy bites Homicide in the ass. Yep. And when he makes his way over to the ropes to break it, Norman Smiley comes over and hits the Fox. wiggle. He ass. fucks him in the fucking wound where Shark Boy yeah. bit him in the ass. So this thing, Shark Boy just had to open the gate a bit more so Smiley could get in there. You know how it is. So, and that's why they by the way, I, I, I did a quick Google search. Norman Smiley would have been 41 years old in 2006. Mm. I mean, he's younger than the last two guys they just brought in, so. True. True. God damn. Shout out the Wiggles. So Conan gets involved again. But he accidentally slapped Jack's machete instead of a uh, shark boy or whatever. Yeah, so all right, so the, the the ref is somehow distracted. He hits Norman Smiley with the slapjack, and then Machete holds Norman Smiley, or yeah, yeah, he hold, he holds Norman Smiley, and then uh, Conan hits him with the slapjack, or yeah, Conan attempts to hit him with the slapjack. Smiley ducks. Conan looks very indifferent. And then Shark Boy, who I don't think is the legal man, considering they had to distract the ref for Smiley to get hit, comes in, is motioning, you know, for Shark Boy to cover him. On the way out, I read his lips. Conan literally said, "Fuck his ass." And then Shark, <laughs> Boy, awesome. Shark Boy got the, got the pin. I missed that. And then they just jabronied Machete, and then yeah, yeah. So. uh I wrote that he left Machete to die to Shark Boy and Norman Smiley. I'm sick. After the match, Conan and Homicide beat the dog shit and piss out of him, leaving a pile. And I read somewhere, don't ask me where I read it, that uh, he turned up in Tijuana, Mexico, in a dingy hospital room, covered head to toe in bandages. Oh, that's crazy. Let's hope he wow. doesn't remember that. Let's hope, <laughs> let's hope he doesn't remember his past life. Yeah. It, it could spell doom for LAX, yes, for sure. Yeah, it could. <laughs> God. For those who know, you know. No. I'm going to make every... Yep. Okay. Every time LAX lays someone out, I'm going to make that joke every single time. Just That's... be ready for that. Oh, Lord. There's going to be a lot of that coming next year. Oh, yes, sir. One day when LAX are getting pushed. Uh, so then we get to the main yeah. event. <clears throat> God, I did not care. 
Uh, I did not watch God, it. I did not but, care. Um, America's Most Wanted, Shannon Moore, and Alex Shelley with Gail Kim versus Rhino, Ron Killings, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels. Wrote my notes. <clears throat> I won't pretend to care about this. Uh, Planet Jarrett, easily the worst aspect of the show. Yeah. The booking of LAX, close second. Yeah, so from what I remember from this match, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, the baby faces got a lot of heat, actually, which was kind of cool. I mean, of course, there was some heel cheating shenanigans. James Storm had different gear, so he wasn't wearing the no, piss no, yellow, the piss uh, yellow gear. Yeah, he's wearing different. Yeah, there's a dry cleaner. Finally, I hope so. Better be. Um, at least give it a birdie bath, bro. Just <laughs> fuck. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, but yeah, Rhino hit a gore on Chris Harris, who had like busted out the handcuffs at some point. They took him out of the ring for some reason. Even though their entire foundation is based off of them having once been friends in a great tag team. Literally every time Daniels and Styles do anything, you know, tagging, any sort of tag maneuver, commentary is just astounded. It's like the most surprising shit they've ever seen. No idea. The finish comes when, uh, oh, also, AJ botched a fucking Style and DDT, but it was Shannon Moore's fault. Mm. Uh, But... (laughs) I'll take your word for it, because I barely want... I think, you know, this was the match where I turned on the Jets. I hit, I hit times two, let it run. I just watched it. I, I sat back in my chair and just let, <clears throat> like, like metaphorical robot chicken style, just like pried my eyes open yeah. and watched it go by real fast. Yeah, so the finish came when Daniels had more in back suplex position, lifted him up, put him on style, style, sort of powerbomb, popped him up into a styles clash and got the win. Cool. It was a cool finish. It was a cool. Didn't care about the match though. Match was fine. It was, uh, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I, mean, I can't, maybe the match can't some of it, but like I don't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So then the show ends with a promo package for the Six Sides of Steel next week, and that was TNA Impact from March 18, 2006. Overall, not the worst Impact I've watched, but definitely not the best. Oh, no, I mean <clears throat> it was inoffensive. It was, yeah, it was honestly, it didn't offend me as much as most impacts do. Well, but so I say inoffensive, but also, no, there are definitely some weeks where I just feel like I wasted my time entirely. Well, yeah, I mean, for sure, but like that abyss thing, because again, (laughs) the foresight, I know, like that, that that didn't offend me, but yeah, and unfortunately for me and Max, you know exactly how that's playing i out. guess i guess if i didn't yeah. have that knowledge it would just be a, a, a relatively fine show yeah overall out of five i'd probably give this one uh two two out of five yeah it was an overall decent show i didn't despise it although i i really am i cannot stand fucking multi-man tag main events on tv man i can't stand that's it. it's awful I can't honestly. I'm at the point. <clears throat> I'm I'm quite honestly at the point where I don't want to see multi-man tag matches anymore ever again. I hate multi-man tag matches, and and the the blame primarily falls on uh, the WWE first and foremost, but also New Japan and also Japan AEW for the time lot. that I was a fan of that product. New Japan I does hate, it so much. I hate. Eight mans. The only eight man I ever want to see is that fucking Survivor Series. Agreed. That's the only one I ever want to see. Uh, I give this show a four out of ten. 
maybe a three. I don't know. I I really I I the show was that great. It was not awful, but I'm bored. Oh, oh it's it. always boring. I'll give, oh, just, yeah, it's, it's always so, boring. I'm sick of the filler, man. I mean, just, I'll give it. I guess I'll give it a like five out of ten. Ooh, that's a strong rating for an impact. Just grading on a curve here. Just because, I mean, like I said, while I was very offended by the the abyss thing, had I not had that knowledge. Although I still wouldn't really be able to tell that, like, this was the push that is his push. <laughs> I still wouldn't have been able to tell had I not had that knowledge. Is um, that the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some research on something. You keep talking, sorry. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, AJ Styles is on the show, so that's always cool, I guess. The, the, the championship committee... Uh, Explanation. TNA management thing is fucked. Uh, Simon Diamond is a fuck fucker. <laughs> you know, Scott yeah, Steiner yeah. was sucking schmeat on this show. That was professionally. That was something. But I mean, it's at least he's there. So that's you know the big bad booty daddy. It's always nice. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure next week he'll turn out. And uh, see, so you say that. I, I, <laughs> Stop setting expectations, I am, bro. I am hoping. Stop hoping. Um, and yeah, I mean. Sanjay Dutt qualified for Team USA despite representing, representing India earlier that week. Yeah, so oh, it's just okay. I Dual I answered my question. Which I answered my question. I I was wondering if this is going to be his only world title oh, reign. Baby, yeah, you're damn right it is. This and is it the only is. one he's ever going to get. Like a month long, barely. Yeah, he gets no, bro. He got uh, pained. Yeah, it's 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 which is long. unfortunately oh. fitting, but fuck. I mean, I guess I mean he get, he gets plenty more titles than TNA, but I guess it's still not as bad as AJ's run. Oh, yeah, his entire like, run being off TV. Television. Oh yeah, fucking awful. Yeah, that, yeah I don't I'll, I'll never forget that <laughs> it, he it, finally it beats Jeff Jarrett. It counts, but like as a fan, does that count? I mean, he won it like while they had television. And then lost it like at the pay per view or whatever when they didn't have television. Oh, well, he Shout won it and then Jeff Jarrett had it the next week on TV. So whatever, fuck him. Yeah, can't wait for them to never do that uh, review show shit again. Meaning that we'll never be able to just skip a week and move on with our lives. But you know, yeah, sad. Uh-huh. Anyways, <clears throat> that was Impact. It is now time for the main event. Of the 74th episode of the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast, where this week we watched WWE Monday Night Raw, April 6, 2014, the Raw after WrestleMania 30. Triple X. WrestleMania porn. Yep. Yeah, this is uh for Okay, so I've said multiple times on this podcast and especially on the internet and with Marquise and Andrew. This is my height of Mark. Yeah, I'll your, never yeah, re- the early thick of it, bro. This is your, I, I, I will never time. reach this ever again. Uh, to use a Morrowism, this is your, your wrestling fandom in its embryonic state. Yeah. Yeah, That's... mine I think mine came like two years later, where it was truly at its height. I mean, NXT for sure was there for me, but like 
as a this is before I knew anything about dirt sheets or anything. Yeah, see, this is uh, when I first learned about them. Yeah, this is your embryonic yeah. state. You are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Little fledgling boy. Yeah, doesn't know nothing yet. Yeah. yeah, little Google Gaga man. Yeah. Yeah. So this show opens with the infamous. I I, I don't even know. I I assume I call it infamous. Famous, well-known, yeah, whatever you the, want to call the it. Daniel Bryan promo package. Yeah, infamous, with, infamous is not a good thing. Depending yeah. on your opinion of this promo package, I guess. And, I mean, <laughs> I love it. I fucking adore I've it. I've seen this promo uh, package probably more times than I've breathed air in my life. Because, <laughs> yeah. God, the WWE loves, loves this promo package. They said this song, this promo, oh my God. Just... Yeah, and I definitely have rose-colored glasses for it. I love it, but it was kind of interesting to me that they opened with it, but I forgot that they edited, obviously, him beating Triple H and Batista and Randy Orton in the same night into it, because I was like, this is what played before the Hunter match, so why the yeah, fuck is this before playing the now? Hunter match and the main event. <laughs> yeah. And on the pre-show, like, 20 times. Yeah. Trust me, I know, I watched it. Yeah, I did too. Shout out to the 30... network being brand new. You know, the awesome. only that was the shitty thing. It was the only pay per view I ever, my dad ever bought me. Uh, I had him buy me because he, my dad was really weird growing up. He had a weird uh, fear of recurring subscriptions, so we didn't get the network until I was able to pay for it. Damn, that's crazy. Because I mean, I remember. The day it launched, my dad got the network. Well, yeah, like, I mean, the day it launched. To be fair, you know, that for okay back for then, that situation specifically, your dad was spot on because when the network first dropped, you had to be locked into a six month contract automatically. You had to, yeah, yeah. So you were paying out sixty bucks no matter what. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, yeah my so ultimate, I want to say one more thing because now that mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. My biggest problem I ever had with the WWE Network were for all the free months they gave away to new subscribers, they never did a damn thing for the people who for, signed for the up. OGs. The, the fucking the OG subscribers never got shit. That's fair. And that always bothered me and my dad a lot. Yeah, I That's definitely very fair. Uh, waited for a smart person, but I watched WrestleMania 30. <clears throat> at the homie Noah's house, actually. Shouts out to the homie Noah. Oh, shouts out Noah. And I remember this moment distinctly because I mm -hmm. remember telling them very clearly that Brock Lesnar was going to win. And they did not believe me. And his dad was very oh, upset God. when when Brock Lesnar won. I knew it because I, I all I could think is there's no way they're going to build this man up. The way they did? The way they did. Especially... You know, when he's already had, like, what, two losses at that point? Three losses. Three losses. Three. There is no, there's not a prayer in hell that this man loses this match. So, I mean. See, it's funny you mentioned that because WrestleMania 30 was the first wrestling show in my entire life. I walked into it knowing the result of a match before it happened. I, It was the again. first time, and it was because when I took a vacation with my dad to Florida, we went to go see some of his friends. And one of his friends is a big wrestling guy. So he was into the dirt sheets. And he told mm -hmm. my dad when we were down there <clears throat> in December that the plan oh, was that Brock Lesnar was going to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. In December, he told my dad that. And I didn't believe it. I was mad. That's I said, there's no way. How could he possibly know that? Because I was 13 years old. And I didn't know any better. Right. 
So here, so match comes and he loses. And I've told this story on this podcast many times before that when that match ended, I went to bed because I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I was very fair, furious. You know, I didn't even. I actually don't think I watched this Raw the night it aired. I think I waited like an extra week because I was so pissed about that match. God, I remember so much about this Raw. It's It was ridiculous. Oh, I remember it too, but I definitely watched it late because I was oh, that's just... Fair. I was really in my feelings for a while about The Undertaker mm-hmm. losing. Shouts out to... Uh... Eric Young also getting a push at this time. Another another mm. bearded mm. champion. I wonder why. Another, bearded another worker. Bearded underdog workforce <laughs> guy. Yeah, crazy how he's time. probably crazy how he's probably about to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship yeah, in about uh, uh, two days. That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, and the first impact after WrestleMania. Who yep. knows? Who uh, would have called yeah, it? Uh, <laughs> Uh, the crowd is super, super electric. They open the show. Here comes the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Daniel Bryan. Uh, I, I still I, hate this fucking WWE title. It's the worst one oh, yeah, ever. The scratch, I don't the scratch care. Logo one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not so great. awful. The belt looks fine with the logo that they have now. Yeah, it's it a better logo. Look good with the scratch. Yeah, it looks like the shit. scratch is. It's so bad. Yeah, because the scratch it is only... like. It's like gold, isn't it? So like, the, there's like yeah. So everything's just colored wrong. Yeah. It 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 only looked good on Rock. That yeah, like that belt was, was specifically title. made for Rocky. <laughs> Deck. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't like the fucking spinner, so I was glad. I, I was glad. Yeah. Sorry, bro. That was literally the championship for my entire upbringing, pretty much. I mean, I, mean, yeah, I love the spinner because at least it, it had so. some character. The scratch logo belt felt like it was an unfinished product. Yeah, it felt like it they just they didn't was. have the design I, done. I, I guess you could say it had character, but it was also only for one character. So like, like that belt didn't really look good on anyone that wasn't John Cena. Yeah, the same with that belt didn't look good on anybody who wasn't The Rock. Much like the uh, Brahma Bull, the Smoking Skull, the Hardcore yeah, title. Yeah, that is because the the scratch logo looks like shit on that belt. But yeah. when they made the smooth logo, it looked a lot it better. better. But now I still hate the smooth logo. I mean, you can fucking fucking smooth logo on a spinner belt, and it would still look awful, in my opinion. (laughs) Dope. (laughs) It'd be dope. When Cena finally gets that seventeenth, oh please, even if only for the run. I'm hoping that uh, by that time Cody will have already brought back my favorite championship, the Wing Dead Eagle. The yes. Winged Dead Eagle. Incredible. The Boyhood Incredible Dream belt. Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Boyhood Dream. How about how about I'm compromise? Undisputed championship. I will take that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. My yeah. favorite belt. That my is definitely belt. my top three. That's a beautiful belt. That's, I mean, yeah, my, my top favorite belt. three. My top three in my top three in order. Uh Winged Eagle, Big Gold, Undisputed. Hmm. I am if we're just talking about fed belts, that's mine, except it's big gold undisputed winged eagle. Oh, but I mean, the IWGP like, V4 has got to be in there for me. Talking about like the OG, like fucking gold and 
diamond Ric Flair yeah, big, big gold. Fuck like, off, big yeah, gold. Oh, the, no, the fuck off, big gold. That's what I'm talking about too. Like, yeah, that, yeah big gold is big. No, 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 because the Fed version is is smaller and, and poopy. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's two millimeter sweet. thick yeah. plates. It's awful. Yeah. Even anyway. WCW big gold was better. Anyways. Uh, looking back, you know these these past eight years since since this uh, this, quite frankly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, highlight moment in the business history, probably ever. The fact that yeah. the, the the fans were able to forcibly push someone they were so behind all the way to winning, you know, the most ultimate match at WrestleMania. So, yep. I'm not even gonna lie. Retroactively, this whole thing pissed me off, and that's only because, as of right now in the year 2022, granted we're recording this on July 27th, 2022, so Vince McMahon is not in the company. He is gone. Yeah, he's gone now. Is this the which is yes, crazy? Is this to the say. first? Yes, that's yes, crazy. Yes, welcome yes. to the new era, bro. I mean, because yeah, welcome to the new era. Like Saturday or thing, mm-hmm. or no, yeah, it was Friday. Friday. Um, yep. So, but since this, since he stumbled upon Brian Danielson, it's been the only story that he knows how to how to tell. So retroactively, I'm just tired of it. <laughs> that that's 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 a fair criticism. I'll that's say that's fair, a fair criticism. But looking back on this, I can't ever. As much as a, as much as I like to be analytical of the things that I see in the wrestling business, there are some things that I will always be able to hold on to my little bits of love for my my true love. I mean, and this push specifically up to this specific moment because I mean this all crashes down after fucking Extreme Rules, but <clears throat> from SummerSlam yeah. twenty thirteen all the way up to this moment, this specific push was some of. Some of the craziest fucking TV to watch for a singular guy the way Ever. that it was. Because back in these days, Brian was working like fucking three to four matches a night. Yeah, yeah bro. He was putting himself through gauntlets. Yeah, gauntlet matches well, goddamn weekly. This dude was I, all over the product. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but like... like it I was mean, wild. When you, when you think about it, that's also because Vince was trying really hard to not get him over. Yeah, and he was pushing him. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't pushing him. That's the story they tell him now. But he wasn't pushing Yeah, but through not pushing him, he was simply pushing him. Yeah, because, because he was on TV so much. Even harder. Yeah. By not pushing Daniel Bryan, the fans had to push back three times as hard. And it worked. Oh, and and so that, <clears throat> that those circumstances are why I, I hold this in such high regard. You weren't on the dirt sheets yet, were you, at this point? No, like I said, uh, going into WrestleMania 30 was the first time I'd ever been heard of a result going into a match. Okay, so, like, yeah. I mean, you guys would have been younger than me. I mean, you guys would have been 13. Mm-hmm. I'd have been 15 going on 16. 20. At this point. I'd have <laughs> been 20. I'd have been in the dirt sheets for, like, two, three years at this point. Mm-hmm. So, like, I definitely understand you guys. I don't necessarily have nostalgia for this. Especially because, for me, like, I'm sure for you guys, the jump between... Uh, 13 and 21 feels crazier than the jump for me from like 15 to 24. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Probably. That's also because you're grown as shit two years after this. 
and we still had four more years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> I still had all of high school, to, bro. I was still in fucking yeah, I mean, eighth grade. Yeah. I mean, I was in. I was. Yeah. <clears throat> so you guys, I understand, have a, a more nostalgic feel for this than I do. Yeah. Hmm. I mean. Yeah, also, and I mean, for me specifically, like Andrew's already been watching. Andrew's been watching since he was a little kid. Yeah, I've been watching. I was incredibly late to my wrestling fan. 14 so. years at this point. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. all of my nostalgia and like peak fandom, I feel for the Fed dies around like 2011. Yeah, which is fair. I, I feel like. Uh, see, that's when I took a break. I feel like 2000. I mean, don't get me wrong. I watched the entire time, like through the trenches. I didn't. But like, I feel like I have a pretty strong like grasp in my own memory from like 2001 to like 2011 so like that is my nostalgic window as far as wrestling is concerned yeah see for me the second jeff hardy left the wwe the second time i stopped watching wwe full stop when that happened because jeff was gone and rob was gone so there was nothing there for me anymore Mm -hmm. that and then Jeff debuted on TNA, and that's when I became a fan of TNA in fucking 2010. What a terrible year to become a fan. <clears throat> yeah, and I watched TNA from 2010 to 2013. Brother, at least what? you didn't those see Ryback. Those, were the, three, those were the three years of TNA that I watched, that at I least, think of when I think of TNA. At least you did not fucking see or have to start off your wrestling fandom, watch CM Punk versus Ryback. With the low blow from Brad Maddox. Oh, I should watch more of this. Because that's that's what little fucking me thought. Awful. Anyway. Me and my dad bought that (laughs) pay-per-view. I just saw the Raw after and I'm like, huh. What was that? I like this Paul Paul Hammond guy talking. It's pretty crazy. 2012. 2012. October 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 10-year anniversary this year. I remember specifically... I don't remember what the fucking website was because there have been so many smack talks. There have been so many. No, I'm talking a, 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 the super legal way. Mm. I mean, it wasn't watch wrestling at the time, uh, but there were so many websites. I mean, literally, I remember just typing in <clears throat> your name live stream, and it was a lot easier to get back. In those days. You know, man, I don't think I don't think me at 13 was intelligent enough to even consider yeah, doing I was that. Watching, I was watching. Fed pay-per-views totally legally in, like, eighth grade. Oh, uh, you know why, though? Because when I was a kid, I would have had no concept of, like, streaming things from a television to a computer because I was poor. So, that's fair. And I was 13. That's fair. <laughs> but I, I distinctly remember watching this show because this actually happened a few times. Um, I would, you know, be in high school or whatever, and I would be sitting at the computer, which at the time was in my kitchen. And the kitchen was, like, connected to my parents' room. And um, so, like, I'd be watching a pay-per-view at, like, 9 or whatever. And, you know, parents' room right there. I like the dark anyway. So, like, I got the light off, you know. Yeah, hanging out. Hanging out in the kitchen in the dark, which... Weird. Is weird, if not for all that context. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember that, you know, my dad, he, I remember watching this show and my dad came out of the room. You know, my dad is unfortunately the person that got me into professional wrestling. Yeah, you should make him apologize. Uh, one day. And um, 
like I think he just sat down or something, and like after a while he went to he went to to bed. And I remember telling him when I watched the show, yeah, uh, CM Punk is still champion, but like some I didn't say this because I would never say this, but I was like, yeah, some bullshit finish happened, and uh, I think he was just like that's fucking stupid. Or like that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's ironic. <clears throat> Well, after our life stories... Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry uh, about that, guys. <laughs> they can deal with it. Uh, yeah. Daniel Bryan's in the ring, basking in the glow, the cheers, the adulation from the people. This crowd is word ridiculous. In. They were. Man. I mean, yeah, this crowd was fucking white hot all night. Sorry. There's one last thing I want to say. Or one, one last question I want to ask before we go into this. <clears throat> Do either your uh, fathers still call it the WWF? No. My dad, when I first started watching WWE, was like, he he was like, oh, this almost looks like uh, the AWA, but it's the WWF, right? What I'm a like, old no. bastard! What? That's my dad. My dad's sixty-seven, guys. Yeah, but sixty-eight this year. Man said AWA didn't say WWF, didn't say WCW, didn't say AWA. We watched AWA. I mean, yeah. Granted, I mean, yeah. Your dad's got like ten years on my dad, and my dad also watched AWA. But yeah. Yeah, my dad still calls it the WWF to this day. To this day. That's and fair. to be fair, I guess for the majority of his life up until this point, it was the WWF, so I get it. From the 50s to the early 2000s? Yeah, yeah so I get it. So, like, but, yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry. So, yeah, the crowd just won't let Brian talk. They don't want to hear him talk. They want to cheer him on. It's so they, funny. They want, to show, they want to show him their appreciation of all the work he went through to get to this point. Which he certainly put in a fucking hell of a lot of work to get to this point. I mean, this has got to be the most overdue in so, ten years. I was. Thinking- I I wrote down in my notes. I you know I haven't watched a lot of Attitude Era shit just because I don't think it's worth to go back and watch it's personally. Not. It's not. But but I mean I know how big Stone Cold reactions used to be. Like this is the only thing yeah, I we, we I can compare it to. Stone Cold reactions are. Yeah, they're still that big. Yeah, he's still yeah. the biggest pop. This Always. is th- yeah. this is the only thing of a current star I can think of to compare it to. There's nobody yeah, else like, like oh, this. Th- yeah, this is really the only comparison we have in the modern day to like being. I mean, as far properly completely maybe Brock. Over. As far as sheer volume of noise, like Cena reaches those levels, but they're not all cheers. It's just noise. Yeah, it's just right. noise. It's sheer sound. Right. Cheers. Yeah. This is right. the only person I can think of that's really comparable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I and the tier below that would be like a Becky Lynch yeah. and an AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Those guys. For sure. But yeah. He's he's trying to get a fucking word out. These people won't let him. So wasn't the fucking like Occupy Raw shit two weeks ago? Was that two weeks ago? Yeah, it was the, at that, that point it was a couple weeks before home, Mania, okay. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I just had I just wanted to remember the timeline. Yeah. I was like, damn. So that had already happened. They didn't yeah. No, like, I knew it happened, but I was like, damn, if they didn't end this story with that, it's fucked. Cause I, I remember it happening, but I also remember the fucking Daniel Bryan turning on the Wyatt family thing. Like, that oh, was that was last year. December. That was December. That was last year. Yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking, like, man, it's see, just... See, that cage match was when I was in Florida hearing about the fucking dirt sheets about Brock Lesnar, bro. True. I was literally hearing about that when that Raw was on TV. <clears throat> But yeah, he's out there. He tell you know he cuts the passionate, fired up baby face promo. Yeah, yeah. 
And then here comes the big dick daddy himself, Triple H, flanked by his wife, Stephanie McMahon. And I hate, I hate, I hate this theme. I the authority. Hate it. I, hate it. I love the authority, the authority theme. Oh, it's it. so My awful. God. But it's so I, good. I honestly, I didn't even like it when he jabroni or uh, Booker T in like 2006. But throughout this entire period of time, which I watched religiously, despite mm -hmm. my better judgment, <laughs> I, I... What do you mean, bro? The shield are awesome. You can't keep cherry-picking moments that are cool <laughs> and say the whole era is good. Because yes, I can. not. Yes, I can, because I have the personal experience to, to the contrary, to which makes me allowed to hypocritically say that actively. Anyway... <laughs> Going through this entire period of time, I, I, this theme, every time I would hear that fucking Dunna. chord, every time I would Dunna. hear every time, it would just Dunna. wear, behold the king, just wear on me. The king of kings. Bow down I, to the, I am so, bow I mean, down even, to even the nowadays, king. as Papa H, when he was coming out Papa on NXT, and he was supposed to be the savior, I could not stand that motherfucking theme. Like I just wish he would go back to the one that people know him for. See, I, 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 you know what? I, I hope the next time he he comes out, I hope he comes out to my time because it's really his time now. He, he will not, but it would be he awesome. Won't. No, you know what? This I is? mean, my time is just you know, it's just the version of the song that he already uses that Lemmy didn't make. That's what my time is. So why would he use that? Because it's better. <laughs> To me, you know, but he's a motorhead guy, you know that. I know, fuck. To me, yeah. Retroactively, King of Kings is actually the authorities theme song. I not agree. Triple H's. I which is why agree. every time he comes out with Stephanie, you're gonna hear that shit. And he always, always came out with Stephanie every single time. See, but yep. that's not necessarily true. He was always the authority for, for, for reasons before and after. You know, like I said, the Triple H or the Booker T 06 thing, you know, that was his theme. Yeah, I'm talking about retroactively. But, this is now the authorities theme. But also, he came out to this theme and shit, like, when he was Papa H and when he was feuding with Rollins later down the line. Until yeah, the actual matches the when he came out as the game, though. Not really. Yeah, there but was he no... was the heel management guy. Heel That's management Triple H is the authority, whether in name or in spirit. I agree. I agree with Andrew. I don't. That's how I remember it anyway. Okay, King of Kings is heel Triple H's theme. <laughs> that is a true statement. And I hate it. And heel Triple H is the authority. That is also a true statement. So, his heel theme is his heel gimmick theme. Yes. I'm correct here. I'm moving on now. Uh, so he comes out. Him and Stephanie to the ring. And uh, just looking at these two next to each other, I'm just like, holy shit, these motherfuckers are on this company now. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. crazy bro. I mean, it's crazy. Bro, did... It's been eight years. Did anybody... Even then, that's literally what people saw. Like, holy yeah, shit. But, oh, people, yeah, but, yeah, but, dude, but we never thought it would happen, Yeah. We're here. Like, yeah, we're here now. But, Marquise, like, let me ask you a genuine question. 20 years earlier than I thought we'd ever be. Yes. Yeah, hold on. Did you ever think Vince would get kicked? Like, kicked would, this would ever oh, happen? I mean, I thought he was going to die on the throne for sure. That's what we all thought. But yes, I knew this whole storyline is literally 
We're gonna become the yeah. Stephanie and Hunter have the ultimate dick lord power. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Vince, Vince is only in the authority when he needs to like hold Brian down, but it's really just Hunter and Steph. Okay, yes, yeah, but now it's a shoot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like it was, shoot. it was a shoot then because they were the ones that held this booking power. Okay, yes, but it's come full circle after eight years of fucking turmoil. Yep, we finally. Hit Anyways, it. so, so he, he he decides I'm not going to get in this ring because I am certain I'm going to do something I'm going to regret to you. And he looks so pissed. God, I have not seen Triple H this fucking mad. Fuming. Uh, he, he, he's basically just stopping himself from giving Brian uh, a good old taste of CTE. Yeah. <laughs> so he ta- so Brian walks up. He goes, oh, you're not going to come in the ring? Walks up straight to him with the titles. Starts taunting in front of him for the people. You know, he's, he's trying to goad him to come fight him. So he good. He says, you know, I got to kick your ass this now, uh, but I'm going to do it later tonight. In fact, tonight you're going to be defending your WWE World Heavyweight Championship against me which (laughs) looking back the fact that he worked the night after wrestlemania is fucking crazy yeah triple just put in that's because back in back in these days he was still kind of working oh well no i know i know like i I remember i watched back then like he would work a couple times a year but it was just crazy i just remembered uh yeah you saying that actually reminded me i have to circle back very briefly to tna AJ God. had a huge fucking bruise on his lower back. Oh. It was massive. Yeah, and I, that fucking bumpy tuck. And I, yeah, I was wondering, I was like, damn, did that, bruise, did that bruise come from the chair shot or from the bump? The bump. I mean, shit, it was one of them. Both. Probably. In the same spot. Yeah, so I was like, that's And then you saying that also made me think of, on this day, because I watched, clean, I watched WrestleMania 30, I thought, how the fuck is Randy Orton going to work tonight? Saw yeah. him land on that monitor. He came to work that... tonight. You saw how he, he... did it. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> and, and he works. And when he was working later, he had a fucking scar mm-hmm. right there on his back. Yep. Unsurprising. But uh yeah, so tonight in the main event, Daniel Bryan is going to defend his championship against Triple H. And uh so they, they walk off and he celebrates, and then we come back from commercials to a couple of shots from last night's WrestleMania. The typical WrestleMania shit they do on Raw. They show a couple shots every show some year. Pictures and stuff, That's cool. Play some music. And uh, I just had to note that Charlotte Flair, yep. Alexa Bliss, and Sasha Banks as Triple H's concubine is still fucking crazy to me. That what? shit is like, forever yeah, goaded for me. Lineup. Yeah, I mean, Braun Strowman was a rosebud. Yep. And honestly, That's a whole different thing. I forgot about Adam Rose until he was on this show. It's party time. It's oh, party time. Fuck yeah, dude. I used to love that dude when I was 13. I, I loved that shit because it was dumb. It was dumb. Oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of shit I loved that we're going to get to. Uh, so then we see the authority in their office, Triple H, Stephanie. They're talking. Batista comes in talking his shit. He's like, bro. What the fuck is this bullshit? Fucking Daniel Bryan's champion, bro. Uh, yeah, they literally say, why are you inserting yourself in the title match when you were supposed to be the one to stop him from going to the title match? Like, it God should be... Yeah. Or, I mean, Dave walked in and said, it should be me. Like, Dave said, I, I wanted to... Why be didn't me. I get a clean match? Yeah. I wanted said, a one-on-one match. Dude said, I came in, I won the Royal Rumble. I earned myself a one-on-one match. Not a triple threat, 
a one-on-one championship main event match at WrestleMania. And I didn't get that. So why aren't I getting my proper match tonight? So then here comes... Base Dave Batista. Base Batista. Here comes Randy Orton. Base Batista. He says, well, <laughs> in my contract, there's a rematch clause where anytime I lose a championship. Remember? So honestly, I should be the one getting the championship match tonight. Remember when that wasn't an antiquated notion? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Disgusting. Hunter says, both of you to fucking cool your jets mm-hmm. because you'll get your matches another time yeah. against me. And Stephanie says, but for now, <laughs> it's my turn. And yeah, as Stephanie steps in, as it's getting a little heated, uh, they, tell, they tell them, she tells Randy and Batista tonight, they're being handed the tag team championships. Yeah, that is that is <laughs> what she told them. Literally, what she said. Yeah, she and said, then, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go fight the tag team champions." And, and they're like, says, "We don't want those if fucking I the tag team championships." I just go take them. Literally, that's what he said. He said, "If I wanted Bro, the tag team championships, I would just go get them." Like that, I want the world they, championship. What the hell? They is buried this? the fuck out of those oh, belts. They buried it was the hilarious. So hard. It was so funny. But he like, has a point. Yeah, I feel like this is more oh, acceptable definitely. than like Samoa Joe trying to bury like the, the tag- world the world championship by being upset that's- that he's getting a shot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. That's very fair. Especially because funny to me. you know, again, Randy lost a match that he should have been in. Mm-hmm. Well, technically Dave lost that match. But he wasn't supposed to be in that match either. Yeah. None of this was supposed to happen. Yeah. So Randy yep. Randy lost his championship that he was confident in keeping without ever being, you know, beaten. And then he's very upset. And it's like, I mean, he's at this point, I think he is like a four-time tag champion. So he's like, yeah, if I want him, I can just go get him. I want the belt that is mine that I didn't even lose, bro. Like, yeah, what? I got screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, Batista was the one who tapped out to Daniel Bryan, of course. But Hunter cuts back in and he says, you know, historically, when the three of us are on the same page... We do very good wrestle things. Yeah. Yep. He, and then he walks he away. Did say that. Allusions to something? I wonder. Mm, I will illusion. say. I did like their old man evolution. Oh, those shirts are so sick. I mean, I know, I know Triple H designed those himself because he, I mean, he designed all his own gear. And, yeah. uh, yeah, apparently Triple H is like an artist or whatever. I don't know why that never gets talked about, but because I he's, he's never knew that. I'll be completely hats, honest with you. Bro. I didn't know about he it till today. Yeah, he he designs like all his own gear and all his own logos and shit. That's and, um, pretty cool. Wow. And did not know that. It's uh, that old man bone skeleton shit is hard to sick shot. It's such a sick shot. Like that's what he can actually wear in public. I I would. Like they're all doing their poses, but it's not like something that's super, you know, wrestling cringe. Yeah. yeah it's that was sick. also that match against the shield is very good. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I still that's that's gotta be probably my favorite six man tag match of all time. The uh the one that had it. It's either back. that one or them versus the Wyatts at Elimination Chamber. It's also Speaking really of the Wyatts yeah. Taking Liberties Pressing Podcast. Well, we're here. Yeah. They showed a match graphic, and it blew my mind. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. They, that, they haven't yeah. shown it yet. We'll get to They did. That. They showed it here. They showed it before this match starts, before the Wyatts come out. Is it the same one we're thinking of? I mean, 
I'm just thinking about the one to this match that we're about to talk about. Oh, this match specifically? Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I'm just thinking about the fact that, you know, it's a it's a match. I mean, I, I know the one you're talking about, too. That one, okay, the other one? The one the later. This, this still blew my mind because I'm just thinking, like, it's John Cena, mm -hmm. Sheamus, yep. and Big E, Intercontinental Champion, on the left-hand side. Mm -hmm. OG, OG first run. And the Wyatts on the right-hand side. And this is literally, like, split down the middle. You can see the guys Vince likes and the guys he doesn't like. And none of the ones he didn't like are with the company right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, literally when I saw this, it blew oh, my mind. That's I was funny. just thinking, like, I didn't oh, process it. Like, I, I mean, Biggie had the you. fucking belt run, the WWE Championship reign. And, like, all of those men at this point in time have had a WWE Championship run. I'm just thinking, that is insane. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. crazy to think about. I mean, Brady did get one. Was in great rain, though. Also, big RIPs to the big man, Brody. Of course. Luke Harper, man. Brody. Shouts out to you, bro. And uh, no one's going to understand this, but I really love it when you do the Dana Brooke entrance. You're my oh, guy. Oh, only, only we get that. Shout out to him clipping through the, uh, through, the, through the ring. Yeah, he's got a magic yep. trick. That's my fucking guy, bro. The ultimate bludgeon brother. Uh, yeah, so my first note for this match was this OG IC title run for Biggie was ultra mega dead. Oh, it was so dead. The super dead run. Literally, the highlight of this entire reign is him beating AJ Lee in the chest that one. <laughs> yeah. no, that, is, that is literally the only highlight. Okay. So good. That's, that's I'm also pretty sure he's lost his last name at this point, which made me really yeah. No longer Biggie Langston. Yes. I'm Biggie When they kept man. calling him Biggie, I was thinking, damn, he already lost his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah bro, that's what I was it. saying. I was like, I fuck, I like, love that name. Day. That was such a good name, too. God, there's so much. So I mean, Big E is fine, but Big E Langston just kind of has a hit. I mean, I knew he yeah, lost bro. it. Yeah, bro. I knew he lost it before the New Day, but I didn't think it was. But damn, he's only been on the roster for like I, six, six months. months. Six months. Like, he's I, already I, lost it. I definitely have Mania 29 and 30, like, that timeline mixed in my head. Because I thought he was still with Dolph and yeah, AJ he was at, at this yeah, point, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. wasn't. He was, oh, so actually, he's been on the main roster oh, no, for, like, yeah. a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he because yeah, they've split too. apart because Dolph already won and lost the world title because that was last year. Yeah, which I thought was yeah, this, this year. Second reign, but I forgot. What? No, this Let is probably still that. his first reign because he was always a baby go check that. champion. No, because wasn't he IC champion with Dolph? And I swear he was. I swear he was I mean, IC champion. No, he he. I think he had a really that, long like, reign. He won the the belt shortly thereafter. He turned on Dolph or something like that. He was IC champion for 167 days. Wow, that's a pretty long reign. He, ne he really never won it reign. again. He never yeah, won. He, he went. Oh, he's going to lose the belt? Wait, what? Four, what five. He's never going to hold it again. He's been Eric Continental champion again since then. Oh, no, he was in. Uh, yeah, he won in, it last, last year. year. Last year. <laughs> he was in the yeah, yeah hold on year. now. Hold on now. Yeah. I think like, this date might be wrong because it says he lost it April thing. 5th. Really he was. He was IC champion on April 7th. That doesn't seem right. All I know is he, he beat fucking Curtis Axel for it after he lost Paul Heyman as his manager. Yes. Then, uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Anyways. He loses the championship to uh, whoever the fuck. Probably Bad News Barrett. That's what I was going to say. Probably Bad News I think Barrett. It's, I he's think it's Barrett. fucking moon right now. Deservedly so. His, Which his is gimmick awesome. is massively over. But, uh, 
Anyways. Yeah, we have the Wyatt family versus Sheamus, Big E, and John Cena. The crowd was super, bro. When John Cena came out, bro, they turned that audio down. They turned them off. They didn't even shut off the fucking crowd mics. Like I could hear, I could hear the booze so faintly. Yeah. And and Michael Cole on commentary says John Cena, the most polarizing WWE superstar in history. And it's like, bro, how is he polarizing if the crowd's not even reacting to him? <laughs> That's why he's polarizing. He gets no reaction. They Crazy. were booing him so fucking loud they had to mute the mics. That is classic. This is this is in the era of SmackDown crowd sweetening going crazy. So like this is whew. Honestly, I feel like they would have just built a, a much better rapport had they just left the crowd audio. Like if if you can, they like, brother hiding the because, fact he's not over in he's well, over, I, the thing is, in the well, my, my thing is like as far as Vince is concerned, he gave the people what they wanted. Daniel Bryan is champion. So, like, you can keep, you know, you can keep Bryan's audio as it is, and you can have Cena being booed or whatever, but, you know, you can just say, it's like, I mean, boo him if you want, but, like, I gave you what you wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop thing- booking Cena advantageously, but, you know. Well, my hey, thing my is, how do, you, how do you, how do you mute John's stuff? But you leave Bray's and make yeah, them look like yeah, a baby face yeah, how much but, he's getting yeah, shared. Yeah, but they've been muting Cena's fucking crowd audio for months at this point. No, once, I, I'm once, aware. Once Cena, once Cena had, uh, had fucking just thoroughly beaten The Rock and CM Punk and all that shit, the crowd was just... They were, they were, they were so beyond sick of him at this point, bro. 2014, the end of 2013, these crowds were fucking done. With John yeah, I hated John too at this point. Like probably more than any other point. No, you just like he, this was hatred. Like I mean, yeah, that's why in what three four months when Brock Lesnar does what he does, the crowd goes oh my so loud for it, bro. bro I, went, my, I was so happy. I was my, so happy. like I, I was incredibly think. happy. My my friend went to that SummerSlam show. It was in California. I wanted to go so bad. I could not afford tickets. It made me very sad. Uh. My friend went to that crowd, and he says it's the loudest crowd reaction he's ever heard. Yeah, and I love that match to this day. I could watch it over and over and over again forever because it's, so it's just a landmark moment in his career, in my opinion. I, genuinely I, think- I miss how much I liked Brock back then. Oh, I was so over. Oh, Brock was well, so over. That's, that's my <laughs> point. I genuinely think that that match actually did more for Brock than ending the streak did. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, they can, uh, you know, ending the streak is the thing that they can put in packages, and that's the thing that they can say long term. But, but beating but the shit just, out of John Cena the way he did, pummeling he John out Cena, fucking like, big fun. He, John. He became the most over guy in the entire company once he did that. Yeah, yep, he was the most over guy in the industry just for beating the shit out of John Cena on pay per view for the entire world to see. Yeah. I I remember I had to show the match to my cousin who's not a wrestling fan, and he was like, he knows who John Cena is and he knows who Brock Lesnar is through osmosis of knowing me. So when he saw that match, even he was like, "What?" I feel like literally that one match gave Lesnar the goodwill from the fans for like you know in and out the next three years when he's doing his. Disappearing at disappearing, the title. yeah, like that genuinely gave him that much goodwill. 
the fans are willing to deal with it just because he did that to John Cena. Yeah. I agree. Anyways. But, uh... So yeah, Cena comes out. They all rush the ring together. Big brawl before the bell. Clears out. Bell rings. And I love this every single fucking year that JBL is on this goddamn commentary team. Oh, God. He will say, we're in Bizarro World, people. Uh, the, the crowds after WrestleMania love to love to cheer the ones they normally boo and boo the ones they normally cheer. And it's like, no, dude. These are just all the smart fans who know too much. I wonder if like JBL and Vince even understand the Bizarro World reference. Because that's something, even, <laughs> do you even know that's that? not that's what Bizarro World that's is. That's something that you know Jerry Lawler would uh, he would understand. Big comic guy. He would he's the one that yeah. He's that the Superman fan. He's the one that said Bizarro World when they were in Canada and they were booing all the people that they were supposed to cheer and cheering all the people they were supposed to boo. Mm-hmm. Like when when <laughs> when Shawn Michaels did his thing. Oh Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Lawler was the one pushing Bizarro World because, yeah, he he would know what that meant. But I don't think they. I don't think they even know what that means. No, they don't know that. They don't know know anything about no Superman, no no Bizarro, no nothing. No, uh, no way. (laughs) Of course, we get that. I I simply said, assess your product, brother. Uh, So Rowan and Sheamus are going at it, and Mike and Cole notes, redheads, yep, clashing. (laughs) Yeah, and then and then more. Is that racist? And then more enticing commentary. Rowan has a lot of hair. And JBL Rowan says, has a lot of hair. Well, no, they have the same amount of hair. It's just growing out of opposite ends. Just, just very <laughs> riveting commentary here. Is this racist? No. I don't know. It, if it isn't, it's just bad commentary. It's right? gingerist. It's, it's gingerist. If it's not, if it's not offensive to someone, it's at least offensive to my ears. Okay. Agreed. The crowd super ultra loves the Wyatt family. I mean, they're in New Orleans voodoo shit. That's what JBL says anyway. Yeah, I mean, he should have said Nolans. 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 Cena blind tags Biggie to come in and handle some business. It is the abridged three moves of Doom, mm-hmm. but Luke Harper escapes the AA because he's based. Drops yeah, Cena, tags in Bray going to commercials. We come back, Harper's back in the ring. We didn't get to see anything that Bray did to John Cena. Got to keep it hot for the people at home, I guess. So uh, I we come so. back. Crowd is red hot for him as he beats the shit out of Cena, pushes him back into his corner. And then Cena muscles Harper up. He gets planted with a DDT. Then ton of heat on Cena. Tons and tons of heat. I just skip forward. Hot tag to Sheamus. <laughs> this is how I watch Raw. <laughs> Anytime I saw like an extended heat segment, I skip forward. <laughs> I mean, so I watch this three-hour Raw. That's, in like I mean, that, this is also just the established WWE formula. So. Yeah, and I know how it works, so I just skip forward. So hot tag yep. to Sheamus. Biggie and Bray are in then, and then it comes close, it comes to a close as Bray hits Sister Abigail on the Intercontinental Champion to win the match. Sheamus that was the only thing that pissed me off. Sheamus Why did Sheamus not take the pin there? Yeah, and he, yeah, wasn't quite, uh, he hadn't quite gotten the working thing down. <laughs> Cena puts on his best Jesus. shock at scared faces. He sits on the ramp like a bitch. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. The next thing that see, happens. Then we see an incredibly... I skipped this. But there was an incredibly cursed WWE Slam City oh. short that I'm not going to talk about. I so. didn't oh. skip this, but I don't really remember it. So I popped so fucking I used to. It's it. worse because I used to watch that shit on the network. 
I used to watch it on the network, I and I used City. to fucking see the toys in Toys yeah, R Us all the time. I, 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 I saw the toys at Walmart. Walmart. It's fucking crazy. That I didn't watch big. it, but I'm pretty sure I've watched one of the uh, wrestling reviewers, like if so, is it like either OSW or like Wrestling with Regret? I saw them go through the whole series and and tell me what for. So yeah, True. that shit was horrid. Yep, pretty bad. <laughs> So then we have Fandango and Summer Rae versus Santino Morella Honestly, Emmer. I can't believe Fandango is still a thing. Yeah, a whole year later, that's still Bro, over. and it's still over. Dude, <laughs> I literally wrote here crowd. my notes. I wrote here my notes. It's upsetting how over Fandango was, and they never did whoa, a damn whoa, whoa, thing whoa, whoa, whoa. with him. This is the Raw After Mania crowd. So I think it's only that over because this is that crowd. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I said. Yeah, but they were doing it all year. Well, I mean, I definitely, I remember some reactions weren't as strong as others. I mean, you, he... you didn't get a reaction, I feel, this strong, like, after the first initial three months of last year's Mania, so. Well, I was going to say. I think he was pretty, I think he was pretty over throughout the summer. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't over. I'm saying he wasn't getting reactions oh, this okay. big. Okay, well, obviously a reaction this big, but I'm talking about the fact that Fondongo was simply over with the crowd, and he simply, like just existed because he never because he because they never gave him anything of note to do like just like, even just a feud you know not even a title or anything just like a feud that meant anything to be fair yeah. i mean i mean the only thing he ever got was the jericho thing from mania 29 that's pretty much all i had i'm not even gonna lie uh i know this guy is fondango and i've known him as fondango for a really long time john curtis here to me he will always be the guy with the chip on his shoulder the literal chip the potato chip that he placed on his shoulder. To me, time, he, he will always be the guy that tried to get Eva Marie to <laughs> cheat on her fiance. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's how he appeared. Like I think on SmackDown or like I think he was doing that shit in NXT or whatever. Johnny Curtis. Yeah, Johnny NXT. Curtis. He, he had the chip on his shoulder and he was crying over spilt milk. And that's how I will always remember this guy. So like that was on NXT. <laughs> to, me, to me, it doesn't matter how over he was, I guess, as Fondongo. I want the guy with the chip on his shoulder. I want the guy who's talking about the elephant in the room. And you would pan to like stuff elephant in the room or whatever. It's like that. that is Jesus good Christ. Shit. Man said, I'm going to take every fucking saying yeah. very literally. Yes. Every, every idiom, all of them. Every metaphor, every simile. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I also wrote here in my notes Santino plus Emma equals forgettable. I forgot. I forgot that, that they were a thing. I forgot this was a thing. Me too. Emma I remembered it when she started doing she the fucking a good time. The power walk. And I was like, man, I miss, uh, I kind of miss Emma. I, yeah, Emma was cool. Know. I'm not even gonna lie. Every time I see Emma doing this gimmick, all I can think about is the meme that someone placed of her, or that someone made of her when she got, like, uh, released hold, from the company or whatever. Hold on, let's save that thought for a minute, because I have something to say about that. Okay. 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 So, in the match... Mm -hmm. Santino hits a jig for for Fondango. Mm -hmm. Go straight for the Cobra. Samurai gets tagged in. Uh, but Emma has her number. Let's not fucking lie. Uh, yeah, Emma no might shit. sandwich. Emma lock on Samurai with a super crazy bridge. She's fucking yanking on that shit. Makes a tap out. Yeah, it was a mood a lot. Yep. Yep. I wrote, where are the bubbles? Probably at Walmart. <laughs> the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Great shout. So anytime I see her doing this fucking reach arm gimmick. All I can think about is a meme that was made of her 
from when she uh, got fired from the company. Temporarily. It, temporarily. Because it came out that she had, like, accidentally stolen something from Walmart. And someone placed a Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Stealing shit off the shelves <laughs> of Walmart. Yeah. Doing the dance. So, like, every time I see her, that's all I can think about. That's, that's awesome. fucking... Man, I completely that. forgot about that. <laughs> I will try and find that. That's yeah, I need funny. that in my life. But yeah, like I said, bubbles, Walmart, funny joke. So then we see, oh god, uh, they're they're putting out a, a, another WWE home video release for the Ultimate Warrior. I wrote here, WWE pretending they didn't release the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior is so hilarious. No, Warrior literally says, ah, this is the story that should have actually been told. Like he literally yep. says that. It's crazy because literally my introduction to the Ultimate Warrior was that DVD. Me, uh, my mine, owned it. mine was this raw. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I never I did anything it, with I him guess. ever again. That's so crazy that you saw the Ultimate Warrior one time and then he fucking croaked. And then he, <laughs> and then he yeah. croaked. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have a lot to say about that once we yeah, get there. Test. Yeah, honestly, I skipped most everything that was Warrior related on the show. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, mean, I wanted to, but I, I wanted... Right. So, I guess to talk about... Well, I what's it called? I had only seen the segment on Raw. I never watched it after that. So, this is the first time I've seen it in 10 years. So, I actually watched it because I wanted to see how cryptic it was. I've got a fucking conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, dude. That fucking... Yeah, that, that, that promo's super, super cryptic. But we'll talk it's, about that when we get there. Oh, yeah, somebody yeah. definitely off it for sure. Somebody <laughs> fucking killed this guy. But, uh... So here comes Paul Heyman to cement 11 words that would not go away for oh, at least my three God. years. My client, Brock Lesnar, conquered the Undertaker undefeated streak at WrestleMania. Yep, that is 11 words. That is for true. Yes. My count as I did it out loud was off, but I know it was 11 because I tested it when I watched to make sure I got that segment right. Anyway, he does all the fucking hot dogging and grandstanding and showboating. You know, he, he fucking cuts a 10-minute long promo about why Brock Lesnar is the baddest motherfucker in the universe and, and all we are bitches. Uh, I have to say, I've seen this promo, I mean... It's the Paul Heyman Brock Lesnar promo. But goddamn Paul Heyman is just the fucking greatest. He just he makes you feel something, man. Something I, I wanna I don't, something I, I wanna know, mention man. is He's that so when Brock Lesnar, aside from like when his music hit, when Brock Lesnar came down to the ring, the crowd was fucking dead silent. They were terrified, I think. No, I think they were mad. <laughs> yeah, they were very upset. That, I think fair. they were pissed and i think brock lesnar here tonight had go away heat yeah i think so mm. no that's so, fair brock hits the ring before uh, i should mention before the promo uh <clears throat> he's wearing on his shirt eat sleep break the streak yeah and the people know he flaunts the shirt to the people you know like john cena would and yeah so he talks for like 10 minutes and i wrote here in my notes brock lesnar is the biggest heel in the industry since muhammad hassan <laughs> yeah pretty much and I also said that retrospectively, this accomplishment feels kind of diminished by the fact that The Undertaker would go on to lose another match at WrestleMania three years later. He should have retired in 2012. <laughs> yes, he should have. Was that after 26? Uh, 28. 
the Hell in a Cell oh, match, the end of an era. End of the era. Twenty yeah. and zero. All three of them in the ring. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck they kept going. Because Mark is fucking. He's a shit. He's a piece of shit, and I hate him. Shut the fuck up, Marquise. He is. He he is Vince's little bitch, are and you, he fucking you, played you, lapdog. Are you seriously not going to tell me that Mark Calloway isn't a Mark? He's a Mark. No, for oh, he's a Mark for the Undertaker. No, no. I thought I thought you were saying. This that was not Undertaker, that was Mark, or he is Undertaker, not no, Mark Calloway. And I was about I'm to strangle you. <laughs> he is a Mark. Oh yeah, he he's a Mark. super Mark. Yes, he be- he still believes in the business, brother. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But he also loves Vince so much that so much. when Vince wanted some extra money because Undertaker was on the show, oh yeah, I'll suit up. I'll do anything for you, Vince. Yeah, I'll go get fucking shots in my ass for three months so I can walk to the ring. Yeah. So yes, but I agree. The the only he should have either retired after twenty six or after twenty eight. And if those if those two shouldn't have happened, I still hold the uh, the sentiment that Punk or or Wyatt should have ended the streak, not Brock. I don't mind Brock ending the streak as much as I used to, but it still feels weird. I mean, so I remain, I remain thankful to this day that CM Punk didn't end the streak. Un- yeah. I remain thankful for that. Yeah. That's fair. Unfortunately, God, I feel didn't. like everything had to work. See, they backed themselves into a shitty corner, so everything had to work tangentially, you know, in a very shitty manner. Like, had Brock not, you know, had Brock lost at Mania, but jabronied Cena, it wouldn't have felt the same. That's also yeah, fair. Because, yeah, because this. Beating the Undertaker is what gave Brock the believable heat that he would walk into SummerSlam and massacre John Cena. Yeah. And why wouldn't he? If he did that, if he gave the Undertaker a concussion three minutes into their match, what's he going to do to a guy who's three quarters his size and not roughly his physical superior as far as like height? Yeah. Yeah. I also know. Uh, is Punk out of the company at this point? Yeah, he's point? already gone. He's already been gone for yeah, three months. Yeah. So. Why do you think? Uh, they were ch- yeah, something. something okay, well, something Heyman said was kind of funny to me because <clears> I, <throat> he says, all of these guys that have faced you know Taker before, they're all wannabes, and I found that incredibly hilarious because I know he was talking about Punk. And I know he didn't want to say it, but I know Vince told him to say it. Yeah, well, don't forget the time that fucking Paul Heyman came out to CM Punk's theme and troll. Oh God, just to troll that the was crowd. So, so hilarious! I remember I that. I was time. mad. I was mad. After the he did his job. They had like really fired a shot at him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah, wouldn't probably. stop doing it for a few more years. Which <clears> was very <throat> annoying. The crowd's fault. But uh, which I mean, oh, well, uh, well, I mean, he did do terribly in the UFC. Okay. Yes, but it's the crowd's fault that they even had to say anything. Sure. Yep, I agree. But yeah, that's the promo. They head back. Like I said. Undertaker loses another match at WrestleMania three years from now, so I don't know how much this really meant. I'm just thinking about the fact that The Miz and Dolph Ziggler recreating the fucking CM Punk Mickey Gall takedown. It's oh my insane. god. <laughs> like, that is insane. I forgot about that happening. God, god. that's so petty. <laughs> oh man, I love it. That's crazy. What was it, like, eight seconds? Like yeah. That. Yeah. Anyways, wrote my notes here, all capitals, 
Adam Rose Lamau, the Exotic Express. Whoa, I whoa, popped so whoa, heavy for this. Whoa, whoa. whoa I was singing along with it when that shit came on. I was like, oh my god, this just unlocked memories in my brain. That's crazy. It also unlocked Leo Kruger. Hey, I've seen I, him live. I loved this character when he first debuted. Yeah, was I was so into cool. it at first. And then I was yeah, really that, not into it. Oh, I mean, then he did, like, literally nothing. Yeah, like, yeah, mean, it was a very one-dimensional character. Much like No Way Jose, the conga line character can only do two things. Conga and turn heel. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all that character can do is yeah. that and turn heel. And when Adam Rose turned heel, it was not interesting. Yeah. Because he was the same. he was the same dude. But now he didn't have the conga line, he didn't have the conga line <laughs> anymore. So the thing that made him over was gone. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, we move back into some competition. We have Randy Orton and Batista versus the Usos for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Now, this made me feel all oddly nostalgic. Not this match, but the OG the entrance, Usos. the tribal Usos entrance. Like, oh. Bro, I had, to, I had to watch that shit. I had to make sure I fucking put the respect so, on real quick. So, I watched it because I thought, I don't know, I feel like the Usos have been in their current, like, uh, day one-ish shit for so long. It's 2016, it's been six years. And that's the thing, Yeah, that was the same complaint when they did that. that holy shit, they've been doing this tribal face paint. Goodie oh, goodie they were doing it forever. So long. And now Since it's been NXT. so long with the new gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. So like although, I don't know I, I don't I, know, very I don't know if it's arguable that this isn't better. All right, so like don't get me wrong, I love uh day one ish, uh day one shit, and down since around day one. Lockdown. No, I don't like that. Welcome to the Oso Penitentiary. I did like that. I love that. But lockdown. I'm, Man, I'm the new day feud. Can't lie. <laughs> but when I saw this, all I could think was, "Damn, it's been so a long time." Yeah, bro. And and this is a better theme. Sorry, that oh, yeah, theme is theme so crazy. good. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, the one that they have now is good. Don't get me wrong, and it's good for you know these two having done it. Considering the other one is like an actual song, it's a song you actually yeah. listen to. Yeah. yeah, is that just yeah? Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know if you'd be listening to that in public, but you could listen to the old one. Good. But uh, looking at Batista, I know what he wants, and I'm ready to give it to him—a release from his Marvel contract. <laughs> God damn, son. Uh, I can still tell them apart very easily, though. Uh, both Usos. Even with the paint, I don't know how anyone could ever struggle with this. It's very clear. Just look at them. Just look at the tattoos, dude. Or look at Jimmy Oos and Jay Oos. And uh, so match starts, and they get their shit pushed in immediately, and they get stomped on and just pounded on. Get the get the pussy pounded, shat on, and then uh, the whole thing just gets fucking thrown out. And they said, "Fuck this." And uh, yeah, bro. CM Punk chants, uh, whatever. Tag team champions got squashed. Yep. LOL. They didn't care about the titles. We know that. Now, what I my favorite part of the whole show. Oh, easily. I the first time I one I forgot this happened. Me too. Dude. I was excited. I was so Dude. excited. I got fucking hyped. I, I, I mean, he's still in the company at, at this point. I'm yeah, he still he was still around till a little bit after SummerSlam. I I also just was like, 
Oh, I know Andrew's fucking. Oh, dude, you know right I now. fucking got out of my chair for a second. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because wait, doesn't he come back? He's making his return. Well, to, I remember. Return I remember he does shit at money. Yeah, because he went away for a little. No, because I know he does shit later with Hard Rock. You guys. Yeah, that's later this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he came back in 2013. Had a little run. Yeah, yeah. Went yeah. away again, and I, I was remember, back. Because I remember he came back at the Rumble. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Rob Van Dam. And also remember, wild that Justin Roberts is still at this company. I just wanna, I just wanna, you know. Why is that wild? I just thought he's got he left year, like bro, my way. guy's got years. Dude, Justin Roberts was with the company until like 2018, 2019. I, I just, it was weird to me. I don't know. I just see such an AW guy for me he now. He was the announcer like your whole initial phase as a wrestling fan. No, I, I'm aware of that. It's just so. I, I guess it's the current shit of AEW mostly just because of all the memes on Twitter of him talking about shit's about to go down. I don't know. Anyways. Right. Oh, does he say that? Oh yeah. It's uh it's pretty bad. It's pretty awful. But uh I wrote here in my notes that I remember when I watched this show as a kid and and this moment happened that I also blasted off my fucking couch in the living room and probably did a flip over the table because <laughs> Rob Van Dam. <laughs> so Damien Sandow's already in the ring. So they come down to and referees there and the match begins. And I wrote here my first note was that it breaks my heart that Rob's eyesight is far too shit for him to be cleared to perform in the WWE anymore. Yeah. But fuck it, he's super cool and I love Rob Van Dam. Japan is not very care cool. about your eyes. No, they care nope. about your work and how much money you can bring in. Hell, Vader lost an eye in Japan. They definitely don't care about They your do eyes. not care. They don't care about your ears in Germany. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the savior of dim asses, Damien Sandow, who honestly I completely forgot about um, when, because I think he got the jobber entrance. Oh, yeah, he was just already in the ring. Yeah, oh, so yeah, I, no, he was already I in the ring, which was crazy to me. About uh, Aaron Steven Rex uh, guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Sandow cuts off Rob when he does the little thumbs action gimmick for the crowd. You know, it's crowd taunt. Uh, so then Rob fucking throws himself over the top rope when he does a flying roundhouse to Sandow on the apron. And he lands on his feet on the floor. Like a fucking yep. weirdo. Yeah. The, the, the crowd starts chanting, you still got it, Adam, like he's been retired for the past couple months or something. JBL was like, JBL was, he's, he was literally just with the company eight months ago. He didn't even go anywhere. He was just off recovering from a fucking injury. He still got it. Because he was injured, and now he's old. <laughs> JBL was like, he still got it. He never lost it. Uh, uh, Rolling Thunder, five-star for... Oh, I should say also. He had Bruh. the spinning leg drop to Sandow, draped on the barricade. Can't forget that. Yeah. Oh, he does the, the so barricade big. spot. Just... That's when the crowd chants, you still got it. Rolling Thunder, kind of mid, five-star frog splash. He this, almost was, killed him. He almost killed Sandow with this shit. Oh, it was so good. And uh, the way I love... I will always love the way Rob sells his own frog splash because it he just fucking makes go. sense. I feel like that was a shoot considering he like landed on his face. Yeah, he landed on his <laughs> face. He had to, he definitely had to collect himself for a second because it was a it wasn't like one of those really high ones he normally does. This one came through at like an he came for him. Yeah. He launched at him. He landed on Sandow's face. Rob didn't particularly take the bump all that great either. So yeah, this is Rob. Yeah. However, all caps. I fucking love Rob Van Dam. Let's go! 
And that was my my RVD gushing segment because he's my favorite wrestler of all time and no one will ever surpass him. And honestly, the scale, it's not even remotely close. You do love him. Number two is like 50 miles off. Sorry. Whatever. That's fair. Uh, So then we see an advert for WWE Legends House, which was really on some different shit. I watched that as well. I I have been watching so long. I sincerely miss Roddy Roddy Piper. Isn't that yeah. when uh, Homie got to tell the worst kept secret in professional wrestling history? He finally, when Pat Patterson yeah, finally fucking finally let it out. Said it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he said, hey, I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, he came out to the boys who totally he already knew. knew. Like, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a moment for TV. And nobody, yeah, he was the, like, yeah, that's cool, he was bro. the we only knew. one reacting because, yeah, everybody knew. Come on, bro. So then um, we get. Also, yeah. Thing about Roddy Piper is always tragic because I mean he literally said, "I won't live until 60 and he died at fifty nine. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's so it fucked up. And I truly miss he, him. He was truly. He one was of the a greatest. genuinely good person too. He's not one of those old. Fucking god, he was so crazy, bro. I love that motherfucker. He was he was a fucked fucker all the way to the end. He was a fucked. So fucker. good, dude. He was in fucking Saints Row. That's, That's awesome. Fun. Him and Rob Van Dam. It's <clears throat> so cool. Rogues Gallery, truly love those dudes. So we have Rey Mysterio versus Bad News Barrett. Oh, I popped so oh, fucking I love Bad huge. News Fuck yeah. God, I I just every time I I watch 2.0 with the boys, I get sad. See, because I he's a good commentator, but I miss him. I gen like I genuinely loved Bad News Barrett. He yeah, was one of my favorite WWE him, characters ever. Unfortunately for him, he's injury prone as fuck. Oh, yeah. That's the reason I mean, why you never got him big push. When I was a kid, me and my dad would always say he has a broken bull hammer because dude can't stay healthy for more than fucking four to five months at a time. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately. Also, unfortunately, the King Barrett gimmick was the death of this dude's career. Yeah. yeah. Crazy how that works. Uh, so Ray wasn't too interested in fucking Barrett trying to get off his bad news well, at actually, the bell rings. Uh, this crowd fucking hated Ray Mysterio. His this music, crowd hit and they were like fuck this guy <laughs> they didn't and, care really and honestly i don't remember the the ray hatred being this visceral at this point i didn't even know there was ray hatred i didn't know um, that there was ray hate i just thought all. there was the one time at the rumble i and i mean that yeah. was for that was for reasons outside of his control people were yeah. definitely tired of ray mysterio i just didn't which is I mean, I also would. I also kind of thought, like, okay, is it just because bad news Barrett's so over? I mean, that's what I thought. I thought it was the fact that Barrett was just stupidly over. Which, but at the same time, this is still Rey Mysterio. So I was like, I I don't know. I still okay. I think I was getting pretty cold on him myself, but I definitely didn't hate him. Yeah, I think it's just the thing that you know, been around too long, been around for so long, always done the same gimmick. And I mean, the last time he had gotten pushed at this point would have been three years ago, mm-hmm. and it was not really a push because yeah, he got a title and then lost it to John the day. same night. It lasted for a single night. It lasted yep. for an hour. And the a push day. lasted for one show. Yeah, it crazy. Like an hour and then and ended on that same show. Yeah. So yeah. that sucks. Yep. And people were just tired of Ray, but I didn't remember. I thought it started more toward like SummerSlam of this year. I didn't this kind of real so ray sends barrett to the floor does his classic slider of the bottom rope to the floor 
this crowd, like I said, fucking white hot for Bad News Barrett. They love this motherfucker. I love this motherfucker. I, I'm certain that as a kid when I watched this, I'm sure I was rooting for Wade Barrett to win this match. Oh, I was. I was West Coast so... popped by Ray, and despite getting caught coming off the ropes, he drops Barrett with a DDT. 619 to Barrett. He got the fight. fucking forearms up for that one. He yeah. said, I'm covering all the way up for this shit. I saw what happened to Cody like two years ago. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, he knows Good better. Spot. He knows, bro. My, my, my bones are made of glass. For some reason, JBL thought that he was going to get out of the 619, and then he took it. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So he goes to scale the ropes, and the crowd's booing him, so he gets really distracted by Like, they're really booing the him. The crowd fucking hates Rey Mysterio. Like he, they and, and he was confused by and it. They're booing, and he is very confused. Like he's, he's like, looking left, and he's looking right, and he's like, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on?" And he goes to keep scaling, but out of nowhere, Barrett crotches him. Huge pop, big oh, fucking yeah. bull hammer in the corner, pulls him off. So pins, he wins the match. I, I this is gonna be on Twitter because I love this spot. He's way bigger than Ray, so he'd have to lean down to do the ball hammer. So instead, they just have him on the top rope. He fucking, oh, just fucking elbows him all over the fucking face. Ray sells it like a champion of the falling out of the corner like he's dead. I I was so happy. Yeah, and then he won the match so and the crowd exploded. Yeah. It was so, so good. I've said it before on the pod. I'll say it again for the people. Uh, you guys know why he does the, I'm pretty sure you know. Max, do you know why he does the yeah, we, elbow Yeah, we talked about movement? this, yeah. 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 All right, yeah. So for the people that don't know, who cheap seats? Because he's a worker. Yeah, he knows he's how to a, signal. He's a wrestler's wrestler. Yeah, he's from the streets, bro. Yeah, I mean, goddamn, wrestling is just so, LA, bro. Yeah, gotta, if, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. So let me get some more Adam Rose vignettes. Wrote LOL. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. out comes the ravishing Russian. I heard that. And I got like severe PTSD. I popped. I was like, wow, I, I popped huge because I, I popped. Ah! <laughs> I popped Sexy when Lana. they said his name. That's what that's what I popped for. The oh, forbidden. That's that's name. the bro. This is oh. the forbidden fruit version of Lana, bro. This yep. is the one no one could ever attain. I mean, yeah. Lana's already unattainable. Yeah. But this Lana is in a whole different universe. I think this is the Lana that. This is the Lana. Granted, I knew about this a couple years previously, but I think this is the Lana in which the internet found out that she had that like coke titty scene. Yeah, and, and then she, I found and out then about she that leaned, scene. Like super hard into like just being sexy. As, yeah, as attractive. As oh, sex appeal person. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. See, yeah, see, this Lana is the true forbidden fruit. Not, not even see. At this point, I mean, I had no inclination that you know she and Rusev were banging, but. I, I looked at Lana and I was like, this woman does not fuck. <laughs> this woman is a this is a businesswoman. She's on the phone, goddamn 25-8, making deals, talking to the boy Putin for the <laughs> Bro, when I was watching Raw, I literally thought that she knew Vladimir Putin. Yeah, bro. I was like, this bitch knows Putin? That's crazy. You got the fucking my, Russian Federation dude, star. What the fuck? My 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 dad. It was like this is a crazy fucking whatever's yeah, dude, going on here. Was, it, 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 it was crazy, it, 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 bro, bro. They showed Putin they had, with a bear, bro. They had <laughs> they had Alexander Rusev, Alexander, stand on a chair, 
drop the Bulgarian, the Russian flag, boom, had the crowned while having Putin on the monitor. Yeah, uh, that is insane. That is a, that is a you crazy gift. <laughs> Bro, the crazy thing is, is, that, different shit. Yes, is that's just an old school <laughs> wrestling thing. Yes, he had a tank, and he and his gorgeous wife had sex in the tank <laughs> when they were still dating. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. We're awesome. <laughs> even married anyway. yet? Fucking fil- that's filthy. That's fucking filthy. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> God, you to your fucking pants. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, when Rusa fucking comes out and he finds the camera as he's walking out of the curtain, I fucking oh. popped huge. He looks straight into the fucking camera, way off to the right, as he's coming out of the curtain. And I literally wrote my, I wrote my notes all caps. <laughs> Rusa found the camera, Lamar. <laughs> what a worker! That's what they train you for. Yeah, he fucking yeah. He found yeah, the find fucking. The camera, dude, he knew which one was. He knew the which one the feet. He knew. He just knew. He walked out and he felt it. That's. I love Alexander Rusev. Take the E out of it. That that second E. Take that shit out of his name. I don't watch AEW, but Rusev had to walk so that Miro could fly. I Rusev genuinely. All right, look. He beat John uh, Cena clean yeah, at least once. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't really watch AEW much anymore, but I will watch if they fucking do what they should do and give that motherfucker the world title. Just fucking do it. He was the best TNT champion other than Cody and Brody. He deserves the world title. He's a very good worker. All these dudes with the four-letter names. I don't watch. I guess five, four, four and five-letter six. names. Six. Four and six-letter names. Even number names. <laughs> Two syllable <laughs> names. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I don't yeah, watch AEW, what a lover, so. but all I know is that Miro has just been killing it. That's all I ever hear is that doing, he's doing God's work. Well, no. Previously, literally. He's trying to fight God. <laughs> he wants to fight God. That's how he's trying to give God no. the work. That's what he's doing. <laughs> no, he, he, he literally wants to take God from God, basically. <laughs> <laughs> take God from God? You take the leg out of your leg. Yeah, Wait. people can't see that, but I hear you, brother. Omenegil's yeah. that motherfucker oh, shouts man, out. That, that, wow. Shout, but yeah, that, shout out Miro. That's Miro's achieving. He's, he's he is achieving a god deal. Yeah, I love that. So, Alexander Rusev with Lana versus Zack Ryder. Rusev crushes Ryder in under two minutes, kills him with the accolade after a Savat kick and a spin out Yernagi. Quick match, quick burial. You know how it goes. Yep. Yeah! Rusev's awesome. Yep. And he yep. looked mad. God, he looked huge. So With the long funny. hair, too, bro. And I don't think he tore his fucking peck yet. So, like, he was... Titted out. Just, oh, yeah. Like his, uh, his bicep. Oh, yeah, so his so, bicep looked normal. Oh, man, this guy was a monster. Like Symmetrical. Yes. He looks, he looks insane. He was a perfect beast. He, a Bulgarian brute. They said that he was... Super six athlete. Six feet, 305 pounds, and I believe oh. every word of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You drink a bottle of water, he's 310. Honestly. <laughs> so then we revisit highlights of the 2014 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I'm not going to get into that because nobody cares. Mr. T was there. Mr. T was there, and I remember him talking way too long about his fucking God damn, mom. I love my mother. I, I love, I love my love. As a person who hates their mother, 
I will I will never forgive him for spending fucking 15 minutes talking about his mom. Yeah, I will sorry. say as a person who loved their mother, uh, I loved it, but he went on way too long. Yes, he did. So here comes that old bastard, the ultimate warrior, to cut one of the most cryptic promos in the history of the world. Yeah, skip. I, I, yeah, I, I skipped to the end of it. I already, I've, I've seen this promo. I've, promo. I watched well, the whole I've thing. Because again, least, I've seen videos about this I've promo. I've seen the part that needs to be seen. Okay, that's it. The scary part. Yeah. <laughs> the really <laughs> creepy part. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to die tonight. Someone's going to fucking come in my hotel room and poison me before I open the door to my room. No one's going to slip me the rice in and I'll be gone. <laughs> Forever! <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man. This much. is so fucked up. It's that's, funny. That's, yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah, the resin, I know. the needle know. in my hand, yes. the hotel door. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die in my sleep tonight. Forever. I mean, I mean, again, I, like, I've seen Hogan versus Warrior. Whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean, I grew, up, I, I, grew, I grew up loving that match. Blowjob. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> But the only two things I've seen other than that are this and the Vice TV fucking Dark Side of the Ring. So, <laughs> so, so have, brother, very, I, I have, uh, I, you have I, very, two, two very distinct pictures painted for, for one ultimate warrior, huh? <laughs> my one picture is he was a homophobic and awful person. Yeah, damn right he was. Yeah. Fuck the and, warrior award. I feel bad for his kids because his kids obviously had a better perception of him than I did. But at the same time, I don't care. I'm sorry. Your dad was an awful person. This dude would go around to colleges giving Bro. angry gay speeches. And then if there were gay people, he'd say, you're wrong and going to hell. Yeah, <laughs> probably call him the slur. So. He, definitely, he definitely threw out the slurs. Oh, he didn't yeah. care. This is fucking. This is Warrior Hellwig, bro. Yeah, it was like what? Oh six. Okay, yeah, I think it was like comic... 04 to oh six. He just yeah. They on... put yeah. They put on a DVD about how much of a piece of shit he yeah. is. From like oh four to oh six, he just went on a tour of universities and was just the absolute worst human being. <laughs> so yeah, comic yeah. book warrior. Yeah, Awful my person. name's Warrior. But yeah, uh, he pretty much says, uh, "Every man is gonna die tonight, just like me." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in this building is going to die tonight. Everyone's chair is resin. They're all going to die. And, Everyone uh, look under your chair. Needle to the face. <laughs> you're going to die tonight. But, but, you're going to die tonight. Daniel, this promo is so crazy. Because I it's, remember, you know, he says every, what does he say? Every person beats, breathe, everyone breathes, breathes their, their last breath, breath and their heart beats their, their final beat. Yeah. Warrior forever. And then, like, it's not even a full 24 hours before it's announced that he... Brother, he gets in the car and he dies! I... As a kid, <laughs> Dude got in the car after this promo and fucking flatlined him. He closed I, the door, went to turn the fucking ignition, and then his popped off. <laughs> bro. I, I mean, I... I so, I just felt like, like a cry for help. I don't know. Again, <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> like, what else could you take it for? So, again, like... I have not, you know, I know nothing about this guy, but I was like, fuck, he died after doing that shit? That's fucking... Yeah, I literally remember waking up for school in the morning and reading on my phone, yeah, me the too. Ultimate Warriors pronounced dead. I and, lost and my having mind. having seen, having heard about the promo 
at like at school for my friends and stuff. Yeah. It was like, because I mean I hadn't watched Raw yet, but yeah. like what, what? Because I mean I watched this Raw with my dad. We watched most of this promo together. I definitely just remember hearing the end or whatever, and then. Waking up for school. I got the news and I told him, and he was like, What the fuck? Like, it was, it's super weird. Yeah. Warrior, in no few terms, said, Somebody is trying to kill me. Please help me. <laughs> but, you know, Blink twice if you're in danger. You couldn't see him blinking because he was wearing a he fucking warrior mask. He's wearing a warrior mask. Face paint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it fucking popped me. Uh, yeah, so we probably shook the rope too much and, and had a heart attack. Maybe. That's probably... <laughs> yeah. So then, we get an advert that sucks off the WWE Universe. I'm not sure what the goal oh is, but hey, this production crew... This, the production crew got spotlight here. Got to see them do a little bit of work. And we see Daniel Bryan making an entrance in front of absolutely nobody. <laughs> yep. It was very funny. Based. Based. Uh, and then... We get AJ oh, okay. Lee. I felt glee, and then I felt sadness immediately. So I love the- I I oh man, throughout her entire reign, I watched AJ's entire WWE run essentially. I saw most of it because without I, I watched her NXT season. I watched her and Caitlyn come up. I watched her do her own shit. I watched her single handedly make women's wrestling mean anything in this company <laughs> and then she was gone and then she was gone so yeah i so I heard music i felt great nostalgia and then i remembered it's that night yeah and then i felt sadness so they panned to her backstage with tamina God, Tamina with the fucking contacts is oh, crazy my, the contact young the tamina when she was still hair. Hot, a little bit and Sorry. So I she loves leather jackets though. If I'm being yeah, completely she honest, she loves leather. That's a fucking mummy dummy if I've ever seen yeah. in my life. If I'm being completely honest, this is this was my biggest pop of the night. <laughs> I love AJ Lee. Me like, too, probably. <laughs> no, like I don't think people understand. She's no, up AJ there. AJ Lee is really that bitch. She she came I up could, she came up five years too early. There were there were. Two women, when I was watching WWE, when I was first watching, that I cared about, and it was Caitlyn and it was AJ Lee, because I remember Caitlyn being Eve for the for the Divas title and losing my mind. Five years so too happy. early, ten years too late. I hate it. And <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> God, but I'm sorry. I could, and she had like the worst spear ever. I liked. Oh, Caitlyn, the spear was awful. It was the spear so was... bad. I was a very but superficial I... young man. But okay, so. I love AJ Lee. Like AJ Lee's, She's that without bad. her, I am not a, as big of a fan, or whatever would have been a big, as big of a fan of wrestling, because I don't know what it was. It was definitely a part of I was super fucking attracted to her. But Everybody was. Everybody, Everybody was super but, into her. But and I don't just say that to be like, oh yeah, I was just attracted to her. So like I. Just but no, she her. was I, also like the best worker on the whole women's roster. She by, was a. By she miles. was a great. She was ahead of. She was ahead of Natalia. She was a great wrestler, and arguably a better promo. Oh, and definitely the best promo on the roster at that the point. Best promo. She was the best promo the best in the company at that time. 
and she, she was, was hot. So it was like the entire, perfect triple threat. There was an entire subsection of fans who that is the dream woman. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, she, yeah, that is my dream woman. If I'm being completely honest. So I mean, yeah, AJ, yeah. Well, my dream woman's coming out soon. I I also remember being disappointed when this happened. I remember being fucking gassed because I actually knew who this was. I, I knew who this was. So I knew like, who it was. I could not believe it. I was I, shocked. I, right, so the reason I was disappointed, because I mean, I did pop. Oh, I for sure. It was crazy that they were doing anything with NXT, obviously. No, this is the beginning of it. This is like the, like the, the first big one. But yeah, I knew that this was, was AJ Dunn, and that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, but, I, see, but I knew time, this was AJ Dunn, man. That's why I like it. <laughs> it definitely because made my new me queen finally that... arrived. Yeah, but like, I mean, I wasn't that high on Paige, and then she. Oh, what? Well, I, well, I had I had run. See, I had, I had already watched that Emma match. I was already one hundred and fifty percent on the Paige train. Oh no, I I was all I was all work. about it. I mean, again. You've said you're a very superficial. You were a very superficial young man. Yeah, but I still knew my wrestling. I know, but I know that you also found Paige super hot, insanely hot. Like, oh, bro, we all did. Hotter than everybody. And I know that that's that's well, that's the I wasn't all that attracted to Paige. It's fair. So, uh, I mean, I can definitely attest to. Oh yeah, she was a great work. Well, when I was thirteen, this is what most girls my age were dressing like, anyways. Yeah, this so was, I just uh, saw a grown, a grown days, version of the girls I was growing up around. Yeah, these she was I a guess. scene girl, and she was only like twenty, so it wasn't like really weird that I found her hot. No, she was like yeah, seven she was, years older. She was twenty one. <laughs> she was twenty one. It was crazy. Eight years. Old. Yeah, but see, it's okay when I'm the young one, right? Anyway, <laughs> fuck. So AJ and Tamina come down to the ring, and AJ cuts uh, a great promo. She cuts her great promo, very punk esque. Unfortunately, it's like how I read this. Well, uh, oh, I mean, I mean, the crowd chants over her CM Punk, obviously. But I felt like her delivery in this promo felt very CM Punk like. Uh, But she finishes up, big rallying cry over the speakers, and here comes a young new star. Bro, can I just say, I miss that she wasn't ready or wasn't prepared, but she had her gear on. (laughs) These (laughs) things are so good. (laughs) I mean, AJ called her out for it. I have to say that, like, Light It Up was a sick theme. Oh, this Paige's theme is also fucking amazing. I think that's also because I... I think that's also because I do prefer Light It Up over Paige's theme. I mean, I... Oh, I like Light It Up. Light It Up's probably my favorite women's theme that isn't Killer Queen. It's just that fucking... She's got legs. Sorry. That, I don't know. I feel like Light It Up has Scully's perfectly encapsulated exactly what it wanted to do. Like, it is a perfect theme for who it was for. And it's just a good song. I agree. It is a good song. I agree. And I agree. But, uh... She's and I legs. also, again, I really like Paige's theme. That was good, too. Yeah, I, I love women who have legs. Um, yeah. True. Shout out to my Facebook post, like, ten years ago. When I Shout out to the people who have faces. I love women with kneecaps. That was yeah. Like, that was... That's ableist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Check your privilege, friend. <laughs> I did say ten years ago. I'm a different person. Oh, true. Oh, oh shut boom, boom. the fuck up. Erasure. Don't worry about it. So the crowd blows up. She makes her way to the ring to make one of the most iconic post mania raw challenges ever laid down. Uh, yep. Starts out nice and diplomatic. She's like, "Oh, AJ, 
I just wanted to come out here to congratulate you. I'm so oh, happy. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <clears throat> Ada's like, that's nice, but uh, who the fuck are you? Who? And? Cares? Try to and ratio then, her. And then I mean, says, she says, she literally yeah. says, oh, yeah, there should be more people lining up to congratulate me. There's the whole roster right, should be right. out here to congratulate me because anyway, I made off. everyone care. So actually, fuck you. Then she decides, you know what? Actually, you know, how about I give you, I, I, I want you to know, she slaps her in the face and then she challenges yep. her to a match. She says, right, little, little, little bitch. How about you wrestle me right now? And because I'm in a great mood, you know, it's WrestleMania season. How about I put my championship on the line? Yeah, like I said, Paige is being a little liar and saying, oh, oh I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. But she came out in her gear. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah, this is, this is called making an opportunity. Yep. And obviously this is, I think, the defining moment of her whole career. Oh, so, absolutely. Like, far I mean, down, this is the it, defining it, moment. It is literally downhill from here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really unfortunate it that she fucked up her neck. But, like, but her entire career got squandered. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, and she's only like, what, like 20, 21 there. 28, 29 I think, now. I think right now she's like 29. 29? Yeah. It's <sighs> fucking terrible. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I hope she gets cleared yeah. somewhere else one day. She's wondering. And she's, you know, able to work. I hope so too. I really liked her as a worker. But yeah, so she challenges to a match and then. She tells Paige that this is her house, and this is when her expression totally changes, and she uh, decides to actually maybe have this match with her. So we have Paige versus AJ Lee with Tamina <clears throat> for the WWE Divas Championship. AJ drops Paige and prances around the ring, locks in the Black Widow about 90% before modifying it, which allows Paige to reverse it, hit a sudden Paige Turner to pin AJ Lee and win the Divas Championship in her television debut. When I saw this, even when I saw it then, and all I can think now is it fucking sucks <laughs> that her finish, she did it the worst that she could have possibly oh. done on the absolute biggest time that it should have been. This is the worst yeah, pace turn she ever hit. One. Yeah. yeah it's because sloppy. she goes to grab she her leg and her. AJ just gives out. It just goes. Yeah. And yeah, she goes just like a bumps. fucking rag doll. Yeah, and AJ, I mean, AJ bumped real good, but mm-hmm. she didn't take the right yeah, bump. Well, she, well, the thing is, Paige was supposed to, like, hook the leg and then spin, but she just, like, tried to do a fucking chop block while yeah. also having in the, like, uh, in the position, so. Yeah, AJ, all AJ, AJ really dropped could do was bump. Well, I mean, all she could do was bump because she went for, like, mm-hmm. a chop block instead of trying to grab and hook. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> As you two can read in my notes, I uh, I, I wrote here, uh, don't let her travel with that title. Don't. No. Just don't. Word of advice. Don't. Well, I didn't know that. Sorry. I'll try harder next time I get there. Back from commercials, here comes a giant piece of jabroni trash. This is Hulk this Hogan. Is to present the inaugural Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy to Cesaro. Yeah, skip everything that he said, too. Yeah, I skipped over what he said. Uh, he, he, he took a sweet-ass time cutting his promo before he got to the point. Crowd wants Cesaro. Here he comes to the ring, flanked by Zeb Coulter. Cesaro's done with the real Americans, though. Paul Heyman comes to the ring to claim his new pet project. It's uh, bound to result in a world title run one day, I'm sure. So this is when I typed in our group chat, 
and now I'm very depressed. Yeah, I figure this is what you were talking about because because man, what a way to squander this fucking this look this heat this guy's got. I'm gonna just be completely honest. When I was, you know, 13 years old, I was not a big Cesaro guy because I didn't really like heels yet that much. Paul like Heyman. I liked a couple, but yeah, I like Paul Heyman. I but I but once I saw the guy who just booked. Or, or was managed uh, Brock Lesnar, the guy who just beat the streak, the guy who used to manage CM Punk, is with Cesaro. My expectations are through the fucking roof. This guy should be fucking facing Daniel Bryan. It's funny because only because of the fact this crowd is smart would they boo Paul Heyman in one segment and then cheer him in another. Yeah, exactly. Only because this crowd is smart would they do that. Yeah, so, and this crowd was fucking crazy for Heyman me, coming out. Genuinely, the most disappointing thing about this whole thing is that, you know, years later, when Paul Heyman did that interview, he specifically said, yeah, I mean, there was no real plan ever with Cesaro, ever. The only reason that I was paired with him is so that Brock could be gone and so that every week I could let you know that Brock Lesnar was the one behind the 21 and one was that was the entire reason that he was with Cesaro, so that he could let people know that Brock was still there. Mm-hmm. Even when he wasn't there. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, so Cesaro was simply a surrogate for Brock Lesnar. And I mean... push. Quite literally, uh, until... One, two, three... Five days ago? Something like that? Four days ago? Cesaro won his first ever world title. Yeah, he just won his first ever world title. Good Ring for Paul Claudio. Glad he finally got around to it. I, uh... It's not... I mean, great for Claudio. You know, it's great that, you know, he's clearly in a position where he has shown that he can be a top guy or whatever. And I know that's a big deal for... I mean, I feel like anyone that says that you're being a mark for yourself or caring about, like, having the world championship is dumb because it just means... I want money. Well, yeah, like I want to prove that I can run this fucking shit. Yeah, like, I'm the one who wants to be the head of the. Yeah, I want to be the head of the table, bro. And that's what the world championship means. And I get that, but I think it's not a great look that a previous world champion is having a falling out with the owner and just wanted to quit as world champion. Like I don't think that's a good look for for Claudio. Then coming in after that. True. I just wish it wasn't in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I wish that it were. I I, honestly, I, I would have preferred if Claudio just won the AEW title. Yeah. That would have meant something. Well, that oh, is like so that much as well that. because like he's he's the replacement for Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, like, and I like I like John. I really, do, but sure, but like that, that doesn't really say a whole lot about like Claudio, does it? No, it doesn't. He's in. Third string, I guess. For right now, yeah. Yep. Depends how things shake out in the next nine months, I guess. Yeah. But I'm sure he's gonna be sitting on that title for a I'm sure. long time. I'm sure. I'm sure he's about to go on that Okada run with that fucking title. I'm sure we're gonna be talking about Claudio as Ring of Honor World Champion in like 2024. I'm sure. I'm sure he's gonna go absolutely stupid with stupid it. He's gonna probably just want to break Joe's streak. Sure. Until probably Yuta or Garcia beats him for it. I'm sure Dave Meltzer's gonna love Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, I'm sure. 
But, oh, he he does. But anyways, oh, like I said, Heyman came down, crowd goes crazy. All of a sudden, it's the Rolling Stones! Fucking Jack Swagger attacks Cesaro from behind, you know, because he left the Real Americans, and he's going to take exception to uh, a traitor to his country because, you know, God, I love America so oh, yeah, much. Oh, yeah, Zip Coulter is yeah, also Zip, racist. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Zip, we all knew that, though. Xenophobic. But yeah. Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah. Be the Swiss bastard. Yeah, I mean, he was saying... Even though you're not a real American, uh, I allowed you to come in and you know join, uh, join you know, a real Americans, join real Americans, and and stand proudly for this country or whatever. And then yeah, that's when Cesaro said, well, "Fuck you, buddy. I am not a Zeb Coulter guy. I am a Paul Heyman guy. Big pop, huge pop." And then you know, yeah. What could have been? Go to commercial. We get this really, really fucked Total Divas ad. I don't even oh. want to talk about it because uh, I was honestly confused because, all right, on Peacock, there were a shit ton of ads. But no, this was, this was this was an ad baked into no, the yeah, show. Yeah, that's well, let's get into that. But on Peacock, there were a shit ton of ads. But by this point, there were like literally no ads. Yeah, all the ads were done. All they were all at the like, start of the like show. The last like forty-five minutes. Like, yeah, like. 50 45 50 minutes of the show there were like no, no. ads mm-hmm. so when i saw this and saw like they were cutting to commercial break i was like what i'm confused and then i saw a total divas commercial i was like is this new no no it's not it's not a peacock no. ad and then i saw that it was one of the old total divas i was like this is so yeah so i'm in season two weird how did they Yeah, the ad Wait, is put, put this commercial as part of the runtime. Like that's yeah. so weird. That's so yeah. Weird. Well, yeah, because they probably ran this ad immediately in commercial, or it was the ad they ran when they were coming back. Hmm, that's wild. Which means that it would have been just baked into the show. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have ran it from the truck. Yeah, my thinking is yeah, they just ran came the ad back the from commercial to that ad to that ad, which was part of the official runtime mm-hmm. of the show. <sighs> Crazy. Dumb. Mega mind plays. It is. How do we not pay? It. How do we I not pay it. for advertising? It is, but I hate it. How do we not pay for it? I love that. That's so fucking different. But the the contents of the ad are what are suspect because uh, there was something about Summer Ray having sex with Fondango and his cock was fucking huge or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like my. Johnny I, Curtis I got a fucking Johnny. horse cock or something. I don't know. Yeah, gotta, I, I love Total like Divas so much. Get back to the Total Divas review. That's crazy. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, even Marie did not want to fuck this guy, apparently. Yeah, even Marie so. didn't want to have sex with Fondango, but goddamn, Summer Rae did. Apparently, yes. according to the ad, we don't know what she was really talking about. You know, I was like, Fondango got something going on. I, I don't know what she's talking about. Maybe she's talking about his dance moves. I don't know. Fucking editing. Anyway. Have we seen Weirdo Justin Gabriel yet? No, right? No. No, no we saw him. No, nope. we did see him. Fucking JoJo being a weirdo. We we saw that movie that episode? Yeah, we saw that. I don't, fucking I don't, episode I don't, one. I don't, I don't think episode? so. No, I don't. It's episode one or two. I don't remember. I no way. Really, I Justin don't Gabriel, remember. Yeah, Justin Gabriel fucking came up to her as being a weirdo or some shit. I don't remember that. I remember it happening, but I don't remember us reviewing it. Because I, I at the time, remember thinking, she's not even old enough to drink, and he's offering her a drink, and he's like 26 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, because fucking they went to the bar or whatever, bro. Yeah. He's being weird to her. Anyway, uh, we come back from commercials and the Total Divas ad. Jack Swagger versus Cesaro. Haas fight. Cesaro obviously outclasses Swagger in, like, every category, so... There's no option yeah. but to walk from the match to avoid getting beat like a bitch. 
So Heyman says, I'll celebrate with a broken piece of the Andre trophy that Swagger broke uh, during the yep. attack before. Just the, the top piece. That's just Andre, but his fear broken off because they got to make him shorter. Yep. Yeah. So then. Oh, my God, we get bro. This you have no idea. graphic that just ruined my this whole night. Blew yeah, my insane. mind. So we see this advert that on main event. On the on WWE Ion Network, Television, probably. And on Ion, and on the WWE Network. We're going to have the Wyatt family versus The Shield on main, on event, main event. On Ion Television and or the WWE Network. I mean, good for the, I guess, Raw crowd that saw that pre-show of Ho- holy Wyatt. Sh- holy shit. Like, that's crazy. I, sure, I I'm cannot sure believe like that was on free TV. Match because main event only had, like, two matches. Yeah. So. It was a yeah, so show. Like all kinds of time. They said, go out there and really burn up this whole show. Shit, you can be main event. Go sure. go work fucking 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure the raw crowd that purchased their tickets were very happy. I would yep. certainly be. Me too. So then we look back at the opening segment of the show as we prepare for the main event. And then Stephanie McMahon is backstage with Corporate Kane and the Shield. I, I wrote down she's backstage with Glenn Jacobs. True. This is also this is Glenn Jacobs. This is Glenn Jacobs. That corporate game is just Glenn. Glenn fucking. She Jacobs. doesn't care about what happened between these four last night at uh, WrestleMania, the the six man match where uh, Kane and the Outlaws got bitched out in like two minutes. Oh my or, god! I or the fact that, that the Undertaker happened. got absolutely jabronied. She doesn't care about any of that. Uh, Rollins and Ambrose troll Kane, which causes him to blow up into a fucking I don't know political rant. Talking about True. fucking wearing masses slavery or something. Uh, so he blows up <laughs> he on them. Stephanie shuts his ass down. Blue eyes Roman Reigns kind of hit different. You God, know goes. I, I'm sorry. I just I hate I hate blue eyes Roman Reigns. Blue I eyes hate Roman Reigns. I hate that's Aqu- that is Aquaman right there. I don't know. They were they were, also, truly, they were truly trying to fucking beautify this man or some shit. Like what were they doing? I'll also say I hate Dean Ambrose. I, I, I'm fine with John Moxley. I hate Dean Ambrose. Like, the term is literally a blue-eyed, white meat baby face. That's the full term. Mm-hmm. So the blue eyes is definitely part of it. Clearly. Yeah, the brown eyes, brown meat baby face. Definitely not. Hell you no. Know what? You guys not white? <sighs> Crazy. Damn, it took them years to finally fully commit. Yeah. Despite their commitment, they were never fully committed, and that's why it didn't work. Yep. But we also have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. We know who's winning. Yeah. That. yeah no. Clash at the castle. Hold your fucking horses. Yeah, we know. Maybe maybe Brock wins. Goes into Wales. No. Jabroni's Drew McIntyre. He's lost. Oh, come on, bro. He lost to Drew McIntyre three minutes like two years ago. Come on. Relax. Yeah. yeah so that's exactly why Brock would jabroni him at Clash of the Wait. Sorry. Who's booking now? Sorry, yeah. I still Triple have H, in my brother. Head. Who's I, I still, booking I still now? Vince in my head. Excuse me. <laughs> Slow your <laughs> fucking roll. Hey, Stop hey, thinking hey, like that. Hey, it's a, Marquise. It's a literal force of habit. Excuse Mar- me. Calm down. Hey, I, I, I know, I know this just happened. I know we're yeah, all... Yeah, we have to bring you back from the ground up. You need to learn. You have to unlearn everything you just learned. Yeah, brother. 20, 23 years. Fuck Killer Kowalski and everything he taught you. Fuck one of the greatest old school wrestlers ever. Fuck everything that bastard taught you. You're going to learn how to work this WWE style. Look up, grab a hold, and sell. 
Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Taz, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. I Austin. want this million dollar contract, sir. Yes, sir. This quarter million dollar contract, sir. Yes, please. I, I, I want to also be the reason why none of these CTE lawsuits stick to your company. Yes. CTE? What's that? Baron Corbett has no idea what that is. Fuck him. <laughs> Welcome to hell, buddy. He's been suffering ever since. Yeah, he's been paying for that. He said that, he said that <laughs> one thing that one time. He said, he's been bro, suffering he, ever bro, since. Bro, <laughs> Bro mentioned CTE. <laughs> he mentioned it backstage. I think one, the of, doctor. one of the dogs was just like, bro, what you your dumb ass up. That's not real. That's not a thing. What are you talking about, you football playing bastard? And then he got on his phone and called Vince and said, you need to bury this dude expeditiously. And it's been happening ever since. Yeah, and he's never recovered. He's never recovered. He almost recovered with one gimmick, and then they took it away from him too fast. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I mean, it fucking had somebody kick out his move. Yeah, at least it was a main event guy. Yeah. Uh, so, here we have Daniel Bryan coming out to the ring first. Sad. But then Orton and Batista saunter on down to the ring. They start know. fucking mugging him. That's how you know what they really feel about him. Yeah, they start stomping his ass out. No, I mean him coming out first. Oh, that too. Yes. That's why I said sad. RKO, Batista bomb. Here comes Kane. Uh, Batista and Orton are acting like he's gonna come stop them, but he gets Brian up, choke slams him to become the official third member of Evolution. I guess, yeah, yeah, it's Kane, Whoa. Batista, and fucking Randy Orton. That's awesome. Yeah. So then here comes Triple H in full gear with Stephanie falling behind. Uh, Hunter and Stephanie force Mike Kyoto to ring the bell despite the fact Brian hasn't moved since the choke slam. Uh, but then the bell rings. Triple H versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE World's Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta. Shield. Shield. Crowd goes fucking insane. Here comes the shield down the down the stairs. They stare down with the new evolution on the other side of the ring. Triple H trying to contain a civil war within the authority. For like three minutes, it's just straight up Hunter saying, please no, don't do this. No, no, we're not going to do this. No, we're, no, we're not going to fight. No, we're not going to have a war. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's literally <laughs> for like three minutes. I'm like, holy no. shit, can we get to the point? Yeah, but the shield aren't pussy, so they step into the ring. Evolution 2 follows suit. Hunter's still trying to contain this, but he turns his back to the shield. Yeah, and then, because, all right, yeah, Kane steps forward. You know, he holds him Hunter, back. Hunter holds him back. He's going to there, brother. You're not going to start a war. Turns no. around. Turns around. Gets speared by Roman Reigns. All hell breaks loose. Double dive by the spot monkeys, Ambrose and Rollins. Reigns overpowers Kane before a Superman punch. Triple H is alone in the ring with the shield. Big yes chance, sudden bukkake knee from Brian sends Triple H out of the ring into the waiting, comforting arms of corporate Kane. Every time I saw the shield on this show, all I could think was, damn, all these dudes are exponentially smaller than they are right now. Yep. As far as over and physically. Crazy. And yep. their bank accounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those things are Significantly up. smaller. All those things are up. A lot. But yeah. I mean, I saw Rollins' arm. I was like, damn, bro, I can't even see your your vein. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, wait till he gets injured. Yeah, brother. Wait he's not crossing. Wait, 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 CrossFit, brother? Oh, man. CrossFit yeah, Jesus ain't happening yet. Yeah, once he gets money in the bank, his life changes. Doesn't he yeah. win it in like two months? 
Yeah, Money in the Bank is two months from this point. And uh, I was in the building when he won that match. And that's why Seth Rollins is like my number three favorite of all time. You know how it goes. Still but yeah, can't... Uh, the crowd celebrates yeah. a successful thwarting of the authority. The match is called off and the show goes off the air. Yes, chance. Crowd's going stupid. Evolution. Triple H, Stephanie all fucking cry as they walk to the back. Also, be sure to check out main event where we have the Wyatt family versus the Shield for free for you to watch. Yeah, thank you. Damn right. And that was Raw from uh, April sixth, twenty fourteen. Certainly one of the more recent shows we've watched. But you know, we we, we got to go back and forth. You know, gotta gotta kind of go around the timelines and whatnot. Uh, overall, uh, out of five, I give this show a four. <clears throat> I. Love this show. Even looking past Daniel Bryan and all that, just the other shit that was happening was fucking. I was I was interested, so I had a good time. Uh, the show gets a nine for me. Nine out of ten. Obviously, nostalgia. Well, for you, this for is me. a little bit different because I mean, this is just somewhere in the middle of my yeah. life. This is the beginning of your life. Yeah, yeah. So this is just something that happened like, along the way. The only thing I. What's it called? I dis I I guess I just did not care about disliked were uh the Hogan shit. The Cesaro stuff made me sad. I mean like the Brian thing also to to a, a point also made me sad because I'm like Well yeah, man, he's gonna get injured this, in like this three is, weeks. This is his big moment. And then he gets injured and then we're back to square one. That sucks. But Anyways, yeah, uh, nine out of ten, good show. Hulk Hogan and Warrior, weird. Oh, yeah, they were both it. on this show. <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking crazy. Warrior died. Also, shots to the two K fourteen poster in the authority's office. Yeah, didn't see it. That's cool. <clears throat> that is cool. Uh, I'd probably give this show like a six out of ten. Because you're old and jaded already by this point. Yeah, at 16, you're already old and jaded. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> See, I knew Raw wasn't very good anymore at this point, but there were all, but there were definitely the things on the show that I was still very invested in. I mean, the Brian stuff was sad. Um, honestly... The shield shielded. Seeing... Seeing the... The match graphic of... Big E, Sheamus, and John Cena against Wyatt the Wyatt. Still just blew my mind. Yeah, they all still work there. Yeah. Um, I did. I feel like I gave this show probably higher than I would have because the boy Putin. Because, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the boy Putin. I feel like you memed that Rusev shit enough for it to be funny enough. Oh, and, uh, and, uh, Warrior's death. Like yeah. means that enough as well. Yeah. Yeah, solid episode this week, people. Solid episode. Um, Fucking long one. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's still too long. It's too long. That's ultimately my complaint. It is too that's long. That's completely fair. Oh, of course. And, like, it that's is... Why, that's, why I, that's why I adopted the method of skip all the heat. It is too long of a WWE show for me. To watch like it, it is very hard for me to sit down and watch two hours this in 19 minutes yeah with 
this, oh, my extension doesn't work, so I had to suffer through commercials. So this was roughly yeah, two too. and a half hours Rough. Nasty. that I had to sit through, which is only 30 minutes off from the original show or original programming. So I had to sit through about two and a half hours of this show. And that is so much W like it's 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 <laughs> I wanted to say like same, but like it's it's just so much like of the, the camera cuts and like you know the just formula and just everything that you would expect and especially because I hated the authority storyline. So See I hated it then. I look back on it fondly because of what it resulted in. I just hated it because I mean I also because I love Triple H far more now than I ever did when I was that young. I Oh, I fucking hated Triple H. I thought he was I the still devil. I agree with that, I think. I mean I liked Triple H, but I mean I was also watching NXT, so I liked him for that reason, not for Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. what completely flipped me. Yeah, that was that was a real conflict of interest as a wrestling fan. If you're a mark, yeah. Yeah, if you were a mark. Yeah. Like me when I was thirteen. Um but yeah. I, I just I hated the I hated the authority authority establishment just because I mean it just so I did eventually watch the uh, in McMahon Helmsley bullshit or whatever and I think this is worse even worse than that original Reign of Terror yeah I think it's so much more gritting oh yeah because it's even more overt and more aggressive yeah. and it's more in your face yeah yeah oh but also i also i want to say that i'm grading on a curve here this is WWE we're talking about that's fair one one thing because i hate these mm-hmm. types of promos paul Heyman did say we're gonna shoot from the hip or whatever oh yeah and i almost tried I, to show yeah I, I skipped the whole promo but i knew it was i mean i forgot he did do the little fucking shoot from the hip oh See, it's shit I, like that that fucking resulted in me looking into dirt sheets. It's shit like that that caused it. I hate work shoot promos. So yeah, I almost turned the fucking show off right there. That that's fair. That's very fair. Well, all right, people. That was a very long yeah, it was pay per view length edition. We made up for last week. Yeah, we made up for last week because I think the show was just better anyway. So it's fine. I agree. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing this show. This was the 74th episode of the Taking Liberties Processing Podcast. We've been your boys, Andrew. Marquise. And Max. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at TLProRSPod for the cool tweets and stuff, including our link tweet, our link tweet, our pin tweet, which is a link to our Discord server. Uh, be sure to check us out on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Breaker, Anchor, Podbean, Pocket Cast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, please leave us those five-star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We highly appreciate those. And if you leave them for us, then we will read them out here on the show. And we'd highly appreciate them. So please do it. And if you want to give us your money for some, I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TLPRSPod. Once again, big thank yous to the two $10 patrons, Aiden and Noah, and the $1 patron, Flim. Thank you all all so very much for supporting us and to everybody who listens to us engages with us on twitter and all that cool shit even just being around we highly appreciate you we'll check y'all next week for episode number 75 catch you later see ya